In this episode, we're at the new Podcast One Studios, and we have Ileana Douglas, great actress, good friend, and we'll do Rotten Tomatoes with her. We'll also have Adam Ray, very funny stand-up and actor, in as well. Chris will do news, and we'll do all that right after this. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. the brand new Podcast One studio in Beverly Hills. This is the Adam Carolla Show. Adam's guest today, the author of Connecticut in the Movies, Ileana Douglas, and Adam Ray. Plus, we'll play a spirited round of the Rotten Tomatoes game, and we'll do the news and some trending topics with Chris Loxamana. And now, breaking in the new studio by breaking wind in the new studio. Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing with a friend. Ileana Douglas is back on the show. Good to see you, my dear. Good to see you, too. Chris Max Pattis here has got some news uh, coming up oh, as yeah. well. Ileana's got a book out. It's a beautiful book, a substantial book, <laughs> Connecticut in the movies. And, uh, the sub is uh, from dream houses to dark suburbia. So what is the motivation for this book? Well, it begins with COVID. Uh, like oh, right. many other, other places, you know, people, writers, I was stuck in my house and I, I always had an idea cause I grew up in Connecticut and I always thought, knew there was so much Connecticut cinema that people didn't really even talk about. And so I started to work on the book and the more I started to work on the book, I found myself at night kind of slyly scrolling through Zillow thinking, you know, maybe a farmhouse. I did always yes. want to fix up a farmhouse. And so I I went that direction. So I bought an old uh, 1810 farmhouse that I've been fixing up ever since. And so the second- In half, Connecticut. In Connecticut. And so then now I was writing about, you know, Mr. Blanding's Builds His Dream House. And I was a real life Mrs. Blanding's dealing with, I, I was completely in the plot of the movie. I was the taken by, you know, the shrewd Yankee realtor had convinced mm-hmm. me to get a money pit. And right. I had all sorts of contractors laughing at me and making fun of me and- by the way, we should set the table with uh, Ileana, New York Stories, of course, Goodfellas, of course, Cape Fear, of course, Road Hard, Road my Hard. movie, Road of Hard. course, as well, Last Temptation of Christ. I mean, uh, the it just keeps going. So we've got Rotten Tomatoes to get into with you. I also have, I want to kind of get your thought on uh, some of the females that are favored for the Oscars this year. Really? Already? We're already there? I feel like the strike I, was just a I nap know. time, so I'm I'm waking up. I have a sure. I have a theory. I'm gonna tweak your mic just okay. a little there. Uh which is um I have a betting strategy. Okay. And I got burned already. So but we'll keep that in mind. I'll put that on the back burner for now. Well aren't there always two categories? The ones that 
you just bet on because it seems appropriate that they will win versus the people you actually like the most? I mean, aren't we? <laughs> I, I have a new category now. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> and uh, that off, uh, fresh off the heels of uh, Kimmel's going to host for a fourth time. Yes. So I'll uh, be a part of that. I mean, you must have been to the Oscars quite a few times, right? You know, I've never been. What? I know. That is the one award show I have never been to. But you were with Scorsese for many years, right? I don't think I ever went to the Oscars with him, no. no. But if you're with him for a number of years... Well, for whatever... And he goes to the Oscars, yeah. yeah. Maybe it didn't... I mean, you're asking me to go back a very long long time. I don't... But the answer is no, I didn't. And and maybe it was because I was working or not. I bet that's Uh, what it is. Maybe it didn't correspond. Okay. The year, I can't really remember. But you've never been... No, I've never been. In fact, the one year that I actually was going to go was with my grandfather, uh, Melvin Douglas, and then he got sick and he couldn't go, and he actually did win that year. But he, what? What? I mean, that's now your grandfather's a famous actor, uh, Melvin Douglas, and for, he, the, for being there. The movie being. Oh, there. he was nominated for being there. Yes, and he won as a supporting actor. Best supporting actor. Uh, most people remember it if uh, if you're a Robert Duvall fan. He beat out Robert Duvall for Apocalypse Now. And some, wow. some people are anti that, but not me because he's my grandfather. <laughs> yeah. So it's a better performance. Chauncey Gardner. People should see being there. It, it doesn't get it's amazing. It, it doesn't get spins on cable for some reason. I, I, I can't figure out for the life of me how they work that out. But there are certain movies that are just great. Yes. Sometimes smaller, but just great movies, you know. Um and they never pop up. Like I was just thinking about, the, you know, Lost in America. There's a great, right. great Albert Brooks. It's just a great comedy. Doesn't doesn't make the rounds. Like it just doesn't pop up. Breaking Away, another yes. great medium to small size film. But these are great movies, and yeah. they just. But it it's whatever Happy Madison production, you know, whatever. <laughs> just just pop. It just keeps going, and I. And then sometimes there's weird deep cuts of movies that you, but you don't want to, you never want to see them. And yeah. I don't know if it's a like a thing where it's like copyright or some, some someone owns it or something. But they're distribution being there yeah. would being there would be Peter Sellers, you know, great film. Your, your grandfather nominated. Mm-hmm. Everyone agrees that's a great film. It gets uh, it gets kind of quoted a lot. Not yes. not. Not dialogue from the film, but people go, oh, Joe Biden's doing a Chauncey Gardner. He's just there. He doesn't really know where he is. He's not the – everyone thinks he's the expert, but he's not the expert. You know, never shows up. It yeah, is. I don't it's, get referenced. Reference. it's referenced a lot. Yeah. Yes. So uh, your grandfather at what age wins – That was his second actor. Oscar. Second. His first Oscar he won for the movie HUD with Paul Newman. So he sure. was 63 when he won that one. Supporting. Supporting actor. And then um, eighty one for for being there. Wow! And he yeah. wins that, but he's old and feeble, or what? He wasn't. No, he wasn't he was just feeble, sick. but he just he wasn't well, and so he didn't go to the he didn't go to the Oscars that year. And then and then the following year, he did a movie which he actually did get sick on the movie. It was um, uh, everybody got sick on the movie uh, called Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. It's like a horror movie. Yeah. 
It was like that unfortunate curse, you know, where actors, usually their last movie tends to be something that's not very good. Like being there really should have been his last movie. <laughs> right, but right. instead it's Ghost Story, you know, where he's running around the snow with Fred Astaire and John Houseman and getting scared by... So in 81, what are you... You're thinking about acting, right? Oh, no. I was visiting him on the, I mean, on the set. Yeah. Yeah. You want to act in yes. 81. Yes. But you're not... No, I was as... a kid. I was like going to school. <laughs> right, right. But you're you got bit by the bug. Yeah. Well, I always wanted. I mean, I very much wanted to be uh, uh, an actor from when I was a little kid, just because I knew my grandfather was an actor. And uh, having you know grown up in Connecticut, and we were sort of the hippie family. Once I figured out that my grandfather was a famous actor. I was just like, well, screw this hippie life. I want to be. You know, want, so I, I want had the hippie. Service and, yeah, yeah. Well, they wanted it too. They just can't figure out how to make money. So then they announce it's bad. So it's basically, you can do that with a lifestyle. You can't really do it with a car. I In my first book, which was called I Blame Dennis Hopper, which was mm-hmm. that my parents saw the movie Easy Rider and then they you know, dropped out and became hippies. I had a photograph. My grandfather lived on the Upper West Side in New York, and he actually would write on a piece of paper, okay to charge Melvin Douglas. And I would walk downstairs and go to Zabar's, and they would give me everything I wanted. And just with just his signature. Is Zabar's a department store? Oh, it's a food food store on the Upper West Side. Yeah. But, you know, so once I had that bug... That was the bug I had, the food, you can eat whatever you want, anytime you want bug. That's what I had. But yeah. I had to be an actor. So I had the hippie parents too, but it was really more hippie mom and this dad was just sort of low energy. He was <laughs> kind of de facto dad. hippie. <laughs> no, no, they, were, they were hook, my parents were hook, line, and sinker. It was a lifestyle. Right. So then how much of that lifestyle is narcissism versus hippieism? Because I I have a couple of theories, just because I've experienced it. One is nobody really wants all the commitments of life. Like nobody really wants to pay for kids' orthodonture and pick them up and drop them off and sit in the grandstands and watch endless soccer games and ruining Saturdays and Sundays. And we yet, didn't even get that far. Like, we've, this all happened when I was about six. So. Right. I'm saying, yeah, okay. But nobody nobody wants that. So yeah. they, 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 the early hippie movement is like kids, free, free to be free men, free for you to leave and us not to pay for shit. Yeah. That's that's kind of the way I, I, I took it as a bunch of kind of semi-lazy narcissists who didn't really want to do all that life required, but didn't want to label themselves as lazy narcissists. So they found a label, which is hippie. And it made them righteous. And now it's like, hey, man, yeah. I'm living off the land, man. Yeah. You're a stooge putting a suit on, going to work for the man. Right. But we don't have any money and yes. we don't have stuff, and we can't go anywhere or do anything. So, yeah, because I'm in touch. I'm living like an Indian, bro. And it's like, no, you're forcing us to live this horrible lifestyle as well. And I didn't sign off on it. I want the note from Grandpappy saying, eat. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I certainly felt that way growing up in, in Connecticut, that there was a lifestyle that we had chosen to live. All my friends had dolls and toys and bikes and musical instruments and we didn't have any of that stuff, you know, so I had to figure out a way that I think that's why I was so driven. I, I, I wanted to 
get into showbiz really, really quickly so I could start making money. And I, when I was a kid, I was also very entrepreneurial. So, like, my parents had chickens and things like that, and I would, you know, all the animal hippie stuff. And I would go in and steal eggs from the chicken coop and, you know, go around and sell them to to uh, various people around them. You know, so it was very entre- entrepreneurial. My, my dream was to get out of Connecticut and go to New York and live with my grandfather and be around all the people that my grandfather was, you know, was around. Because it was, it was great. Every time I'd visit him, it'd be movie stars there. And that's who I wanted to be around. You must get recognized a lot. But I don't know if everyone knows your name, but they know they re- you must get recognized. A I, lot. I, I, I get it's, people do know my name, I guess, because um, I didn't mean to name. imply they didn't. Sorry. I just mean I think people spot you in an airport and go, "Ooh, that I, I know her. Well, they see me. And then as soon as I talk, they go, I knew it was <laughs> you. That's what they always say. I knew it was you. <laughs> and then they have various, you know, if somebody if somebody has blue hair, I know it's going to be. You know, ghost story, if someone's Italian, it'll most likely be Goodfellas. So, yeah, you sort of get to know that, you know, kind of the the different people that are, you know, that are fans. Let me ask you this as a woman. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Now (laughs) I'm really scared, Adam. Okay. Shoot. It's it's not (laughs) as deep as you'd think, but it's it's weighing heavily upon me. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, A couple hours ago, I I got a haircut. Yes. And I went to... What I always do, which is whatever, it has to end in the word clips and the, it has to be under $22. And I will, and I usually I have to be able to walk there for my yes. house, but I will, I will walk. I took a walk today. Okay. And, and at the end of the walk, I end up at sports clips in La Cunada. Oh no. Super clips. There's a sports <laughs> clips. There's like a mega clips. There's a neighborhood yeah. clips. It's just, if it ends in the word Clips or in terms of lodging hotels, if it ends in the word airport. Yes. That's where I end up staying because I'm trying to save dough. Why? So I, you know, well. That must it, be a childhood I, thing. Uh, no, it's not. What it is is there's no difference for me. An $80 haircut or an $18 haircut is the same haircut. Okay. The shears come out. They just start buzzing it. Okay. That, that's it. I, I did this once. I got Molly Ringwald's. Celebrity hairdresser way back in the day to give me a hundred dollar haircut only because I did a hundred dollars worth of work to his house. I replaced his water heater in yeah. like 1989. And I said, I just did a hundred dollars worth of work for you at your home as a former carpenter. I want to know what a hundred dollar haircut looks like. He gave me a hundred dollar haircut, like from 1989. And when it was done, he sure to look back and I looked at him and he looked at me and he went, you know, your hair's really not worth it. Like, he, he just kind of went, he threw in the towel. He admitted it before I did. I was like, I want my fucking water heater back, that <laughs> asshole. You. So, yes. Okay, so you can't fuck up my hair, or you can, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's not about price. So, I walked in. One woman is cutting hair. She's working on a woman, by the way, and she looks nowhere near done. Because a woman has a long hair, and she's got the potato chip clips up in there, pulling par- whole parcels of her hair out of the way and mm-hmm. working on other quadrants, you know. And there's four people waiting. And a uh, you know, heavy setish woman, youngish woman, pulls up behind the counter, and I go, oh, boy, I'm checking in. I go, how long is this wait? Because uh, I see four people here. There's only one pe- person cutting hair, and there's one in the chair. 
And I'm about ready to take another few spins around the block before before I come back in. I'm going to put my name in. So I said, how long is the wait? And she said, well, all these people are waiting for the one person. Okay. But if you want to get your hair cut right now <laughs> and you want me to do it, we'll do it right now. Again, this is part of the liberation of having crap hair that can be shorn like a sheep. You know, I said, yeah. of course, you can do it. Anyone can do it. Your sister can do it without a license. She can get drunk and high and do my hair. Like, let's do it. So we just went and sat down. But then I started thinking about her. Mm-hmm. She's working at this place. Yeah. She, the other chick's in demand. She's just hanging around, and now. all these people are waiting an hour and a half just to get with her cohort, who gets paid the same, I, I guess. I mean, everyone's getting, you know, 22 bucks an hour or whatever it is. I didn't have the heart to ask her, like, do you feel horrible? Is this bad? Can we step up your game? How did word get out? What'd you do? Did you stab someone with scissors? Like, I felt bad for her. Uh-huh. Do you feel bad for her? No. No. Why, Why not? Well, because, again, I she probably maybe she had some specialty first of all that the other person doesn't have i mean women's hair is a no little... these there's teenage <laughs> dudes this place ends in the word clips there's teenage dudes sitting yeah. waiting I... there's all dudes waiting just the one chick in the chair oh well if somebody you think has, she a, has line... a specialty she doesn't have a specialty well i was trying to be nice to i know her. yeah i know give her some credit no. all i know is i you know if you find a person who cuts your hair really well then I, you know, it's 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 worth it. I always, but a, but hair is very important. Ostensibly, to, the girl who saw me, the no waiting chick, also no. cuts other people's hair. Where's her line? Wait, can I? I have to change the subject. I have to ask. Cause I'm a little bit of a baseball fan. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with the haircut in baseball this year? With it, where everybody had the shaved, shaved on the side, and they sort of had a modified mullet. Was that? Oh yeah, yeah. That what? That fascinated me because I didn't see anything in a magazine <laughs> about that look coming back. And I like sports, but not a single announcer ever talked about the fact that everybody had really crazy hair this year, all the baseball <laughs> players. You know, some years it's a mustache. I or, have a theory. Okay, so tell me what the hell that hair was about. Uh, it was not, I didn't, I didn't not study attractive. It. I didn't study it, but... Baseball is a sport that has tons of downtime. Okay. Football is a sport that has almost no downtime. Okay. Football is all action. And then when they go to the sidelines, guys are either sucking off an oxygen mask and or looking at a tablet with some defensive coordinator, like yelling at him, like pointing at stuff. The yeah. Court, everyone, a lot of motion. Everyone's like all busy all the time. Baseball is so slow, so boring, and so nothing to do that guys pick up weird rituals and okay. habits and yeah. trends. You right. know what I'm saying? Yes. So they're just sitting there and they're like, I'm going to make a pyramid out of these sunflower <laughs> seed husks because I got nothing to do. First off, half the people in the dugout aren't playing that day. Yeah. This guy's a relief pitcher. He's not playing this day or a starter. He's not playing that day. This guy's the third baseman's coach, but he the, the, their team's not up. Like every, yeah. A lot of fat to be trimmed. <laughs> and so a lot of superstition and a lot of downtime. Right. So they grow beards, and then they go, hey, you're on a hot streak, and you just grew that Dan Haggerty beard. Maybe I should grow my beard out. Right, right. And there's lots. And also – 
they don't have the diversity of hair that the NFL has. NFL's got more brothers in it. You know what I mean? They can't monkey with the hair as much. Like, you know, the one advantage we have on the brothers is they can't really pull off the mullet. Uh That's about the only... That's that's about the only aesthetic advantage <laughs> okay. the white man we've, has. We've exhausted the hair issue, baseball. But anyway, you sort of answered it for me. But you don't feel bad for the one woman who has oh. to stare at the line of people waiting to get into this seat and not wanting her. No, maybe it's a motivator. Yeah, tough yeah. love. Why? Yeah, wouldn't I mean? It's, but you also have to think she's thinking that she's also she's had to have noticed. That her coworker is getting all the all the work, so it yes. would be hard for me not to imagine what she's thinking. Also, I mean, it. One dude was just a middle aged guy, but then there was like a fourteen year old dude in there. Like I'm like, you have these kinds of you know well represented thoughts about who cuts your hair at this tender age. I don't trust that kid. <laughs> yeah. By the way, all right, here's something interesting. Yes, and then we'll get back to the book. Don't worry. No, I'm I'm ready. I'm waiting for the I'm I'm here. Deductive reasoning. Uh oh, you lost me. I'm an actress. <laughs> You've gotta no have deductive reasoning. What the hell does that mean? Okay. You have to think. Everybody has to think now because you know they do the misinformation and the disinformation. You're gonna hear a million kooky stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And you have to be like deductive. Like the <laughs> the one I always rail about is four months ago. It's like, hey, uh, Bunch of 17-year-old high school kids on vacation in Maui ran down a bunch of porpoises and cornered them on the beach. And I'm like, high school kids can't swim and catch up to a porpoise if a porpoise doesn't want to be bothered. They were hassling the porpoise. If you're hassling a porpoise, they're gone. (laughs) They swim at 30 miles an hour. You swim at 4 miles an hour. It's it's impossible. So know it. Use your deductive reasoning. That's, That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you're saying these stories come to the surface and they may or may not be true? Is that what you're saying? There's a I, shape. There is there is a reason. Because I believe that. Right. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Some of them may or may not be true. To Others, me, it, to me it's like telephone where you'll read about a story, it disappears, and then it floats back to the surface like message in a bottle like a month dead later. Corpus. Yeah. Did, all right. Some are true and not true. Others are just explanations. Mm-hmm. So somebody tweeted me over the weekend. They were like, um, in your book, uh, and I think it was um, Daddy, Stopped Daddy Talking. Stopped Talking, one of my books, um, I, I announced that uh, Jay Leno would die in a steam car accident. And um, then... Well, I think we can play. I'll play a clip of the the audio book. But here, this isn't the deductive reasoning. Oh, okay. So I've filled my warehouse with rare and vintage cars. And guess what? You're not getting any of them. I want you to have that hunger, too. Talking about I want you to want cars. More importantly, I don't want you to think you can get something for nothing. I took you guys to a warehouse full of cars once and didn't like what I saw. Not one bit. The day after Thanksgiving in 2014... I brought you to a garage of my old friend, Mr. Jay Leno, who tragically died in a steam car accident in 2047. Do you remember walking around this hangar? So uh, I used to make this joke about Leno dying in a steam car accident. And uh, then he almost died in a 
Steam car accident. So, so then, here's the deductive reasoning part. I was sitting next to Dr. Drew this morning, and I was doing a podcast, and I brought up the Jay Leno steam, ac- steam car accident. Yes. I will play you his response. Huh. He was living up to every stereotypical image you've ever seen of him in tabloids. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, he almost died in a steam. I, I know what happened. I didn't hear about it. What happened? Honestly. This is not. This is impossible, Drew. <laughs> it's I, impossible. I, I know he he flipped around in the hemi underglass. Yeah. And I didn't hear about the steam engine accident. You didn't hear about him being horribly burned on his face? Uh, oh, Drew. You did. Okay. Sorry. This is, uh, maybe. This is the beginning of your demise. Okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He, oh he, he dominated the news. I wonder where I was. A year ago? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wowie. What? Was it a, has it been a year? Has it been over a year? He had a horrible, he got horribly Clearly, burned I'm in a steam a accident. My goodness. Ugh, what happened? This it's been is exactly a, one year, November 15th of last year. Wow. That's crazy. But wow. What, but what exact was the accident? I, I literally, I for sure don't know that. I'm, I'm finding this impossible. <laughs> you could have been out of the country. I was in Portugal last year in November. <laughs> see what I know, Drew? Yeah, yeah. You see what I know? Yeah. Well, you, now you got to figure out when you're in. Do you want me to look at my phone? I do want you to look at your <laughs> at your phone because that that's the there's only one explanation. Yeah, you are out of the country. Yeah, right. That sounds like what happened. Well, how did I know you're out of the country? Because it seemed it must have dominated so much that I couldn't have been here. And uh, oh yeah, I'm gone. I'm gone. I am. I'll tell you where I am on, on those days. It just says in Europe, out of the country. What? When did you go? From when to when? Uh, and by the way, you can access that in your phone that fast? Yeah. I could never find that. Yeah. Uh, what are you okay. looking at? I'm looking at my calendar. Look at you. Uh, so I'm gone from like the 11th to the... November 11th. November 11th to the 25th. So this is right in the middle. Yeah. Of the, right. That's right how I missed it. in the it. middle... All right. So, so why do it? It's been a year. Has it been a year? That's crazy. Yes, the year. Time is pow. You, We're done. It's over. This. All right. So, Doctor Drew follows the feeds, reads the news, does a podcast, and <laughs> it's it's inconceivable to me that he just missed it. So mm-hmm. I can't wrap my mind around it that he's just missed it. And it's bothering me for about a minute and a half. And then I deduce he must have been out of the country. Right. Which you can do if you're sort of in, into deducing. Right. And then I knew he must have been. He was he was literally at sea, I think. He was on, yeah. on a cruise. But I don't follow his schedule. And I don't know when he's in and out of the country. But there's only one explanation to him not knowing the story. And it's him physically being off. Of this, the grid, the grid in <laughs> yes. our continent, yes, and that's how you can arrive at. That's how you can arrive at things if you use deduction, because right. the, there are no other alternatives to him just missing the story. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I agree, but I, I don't watch the news that much. But you <laughs> knew about Leno. 
Yes, I did. Oh, yeah, I did. Because you are in the country. Well, certain things, again, it's unavoidable. There are things I know about people that I don't want to know, you know, like they yeah. churn their own butter and they raise goats. And I'm <laughs> like, I don't even care, but it's in your, you know, and I know that, you know, Steve Gutenberg <laughs> likes to do motivational videos. You know, you can't, so things enter <laughs> your. It's not avoidable. Is what you're you saying. know, they enter your biosphere and you're like, okay, Wait a now, now I know this. And I know the goot. I didn't know he does motivational videos. Wait a minute. Were you out of the country? I no. was in <laughs> How Spain. do you not know? Steve Gutenberg does I, motivational videos. Does anyone else know that? I didn't know that. And he no, but I've talks about his friend the all the time, the bodybuilder and, you know, the... the Body by Jake? Yeah. They have dinner. It's like, and again, he's unavoidable. He's somehow... They're like Oprah Whatever Dale. my metric is in life, I'm like, oh my God, yet another... I'm always getting things for rescued dogs and Steve Gutenberg again. <laughs> How it's like is, he's on your algorithm. Steve Gutenberg finding you in his motivational message? You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. Every time I'm, I mean, certain things. Yeah, I'm now, getting Taylor Swift. She's getting you know, Steve Gutenberg. So certain things, I'm like, there he is again. You know? Wow. So it's the same kind of a thing. Like you said, once you, I don't know, you, who knows? They're all listening to us. I have no idea. Uh, by the way, in the pantheon of the movies that do not get the rotations and the spins on mm-hmm. cable, yeah, I would add Steve Gutenberg's Diner D- definitely to that. Absolutely, Diner Breaking Away. These are these are the same size yeah. types of movies, very well written with yeah. a, a cast of notable people in them. Could easily yeah. show up once in a while. Definitely. And, yeah. And never I love does. Diner. Yeah. Diner is where I first heard about the movie Sweet Smell of Success because they were quoting from the Sweet Smell of Success and it, the character was obsessed with it. And I, you know, and then that's how you find a movie sometimes. You go, what is that movie they keep quoting from? And it was Sweet Smell of Success. And then I became obsessed with that, with that film. Um, so the book was sort of inspired by your life. But also by COVID, is right. Is well, that right? it was. It's it's it had started in COVID as again just a, a coping mechanism to write about home. My family was in Connecticut. I really missed my family, and I had this thesis, this idea mm-hmm. what, that Connecticut was always this kind of this unseen character in films. That there were many avenues to go to go down. And then as I started writing the book, as I said, about all of these films where people get out of the rat race and they go to Connecticut and they change their life and their transformational. I was like, Oh my God, it's happening to me. You know, I was writing about this right? and that same overwhelming feeling started to happen to me. I'm like, I always wanted to fix up a farm. <laughs> I mean, I always, there's a certain majority of the population that their dream is to fix up an old farmhouse. I, and whether that's from the movies or whether that is in our pioneer spirit, I don't know. But that was something I all my life I wanted to do that. But I thought, well, I can't do that. I live in L.A. and I'm an actor and I can't, I can't leave L.A. But COVID had that reset button for a lot of us mm. that I thought this opportunity – came aware, you know, this realtor, uh, completely unbeknownst to her, sent me a house 
and it was two minutes from my mother's house. She had no oh. idea that, about that. And I knew the house. I'd grown up in the house. I played with the children who, you know, were there. I had all these memories associated with the house. But the one caveat was it had fallen. It had been abandoned for six years. <laughs> so it had really – I know you're laughing. It no, been, it sounds like a, a it Steve Gutenberg motivational <laughs> tale to me. It had you really – stepped up. Uh, it was a lot of property. It was everything I didn't want. I was I wanted a small house, a little, and this was not. This was you know a barn and acreage and a, a lot bigger than I. But I thought I can do this. Let me do this because I had this romantic idea that I could do this. Now I moved in and it was a complete disaster. But it, going through the fixing up of the house and I'm only on stage three has been an amazing experience and I've really liked it. And I've used a lot of my movie experience dealing with all the different contractors in Connecticut. Although one time I did have a sit down with one of the contractors trying to explain him how the movie business works. I said, this really, this would not work in the movie business. I was trying to explain to him that in the movie business, you have a budget and you have that budget and you don't you don't go over the budget. Like the person doesn't come back to you three times, four times, five times yes. and say, you know, lumber is this and, right, you know, th- this, that and the other. So anyway, that, what? that led to a, that led to an ending of a, <laughs> a relationship. I had to, I fired him. That's what I, <laughs> well, most, listen, I used to be in the trades. Most of these guys are flaky and there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing. Most, some aren't, but, but most it's, it's a default. I dealt with like 40 to maybe 50 different people, and out of that, I had three bad ones. Oh, that's, that's so, a good ratio. Yeah. yeah. I, think you'd, I, think it's a, I think it's a worse ratio out in L.A. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you got the salt of the earth contract. I got some really, really good ones, but you did have to start from ground zero because I don't live in Connecticut. So I did have to overcome like – you know, oh, you're from Hollywood, huh? <laughs> when I could see the price going like oh, up and up oh, and up. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I had a lot of that. I had a lot of like they they could see me coming. You know, that and I blue haired be... girl said you were in Ghost Story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what 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 movie yeah. is Connecticut most proud of? Well, I tried. There's a hundred. I write about a hundred films uh, in the in the in the book. Um, I would say as far as the the myth the the myth of Connecticut it's Mr. Blanding's built his dream house because it really created this myth of suburbia and and what we all think of as right. suburbia came from that one movie and it's actually based on a real writer named Eric Hodgins who lived in New Milford uh, and it's a real house and he really did fix up the house and he really did go bankrupt you know building his dream house and to me no other movies. Ha- captures the sort of the foibles of trying, you know, of fixing up your own of your own house. On the other side, for me personally, the one that we should be the most proud of is Gentleman's Agreement, uh, Ilya Kazan movie, which is about anti-Semitism in Darien. It's oh. a superb film. It's what they used to call message films. People don't call them that anymore. It's sort of an old-fashioned term, but I actually really like the term because it is a it is a message and it's um it's about uh, anti-semitism and as I, and co- what they call covenants or private gentlemen's agreements uh to keep Jews out of D- 
Darien. And it was all... Keep the, them out of where? Out of Darien, Connecticut. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wasn't and sure where that was. The, the, the premise of the film is that Gregory Peck is playing a writer whose name is Phil Green, and he goes undercover, and he... He, you know, pretends he's Jewish. He's his. He goes by by the name Phil Greenberg to write about the story, and he meets a woman. And he falls in love with her, and she's from Darianne. And when he's going to go home to meet her sister, she says, "Could you just tell them that it's not really?" That's where everything starts to crack. She she believes in his story. She believes in the premise, but she says it's just going to make me really comfortable because they're, you know, it's Darianne, and just just. Would you tell them you're not really Jewish? Mm-hmm. And then that's where it starts to crack this idea that even people who uh, believe say they believe in a noble cause, when it comes right down to it, have their own uh, biases. And, yes, uh, and it's a really terrific movie. Uh, what year is it from? 1947. Um, but she's also talking about like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes, then yeah, that's well. You're gonna have to go a little more contemporary because we're gonna play Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I know, it's and what, you're gonna have to guess on yes. some of these movies that aren't black and white. I know, <laughs> talkies, talkies. Yeah, we're going talkies. Too. Okay. Right. And also, I want to get ready. your take on uh, Best Actress odds because I got, I got, a, I got an okay. idea. Yeah, Ileana Douglas is here. We'll take a quick break. Be back. Play the Rotten Tomatoes right after this. Better Help. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Well, it's the time of the year when, uh, well, a lot of people are struggling these days. Family, holiday, lots of memories coming up around the holidays, seeing family members where maybe there's a little bit of tension from the past. All the stress, you know, it can uh, it can change a person. Therapy can make you feel grounded, give you the tools to manage everything that's going on around you. And that's a lot in your world and the world at large. I've always been a big fan and proponent of therapy. You know that's where I come from. I always believe you get your head right. And uh, other things seem to kind of fall in line. So it's an investment in uh, everything in your life. And BetterHelp is convenient and flexible. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It's BetterHelp, right, Dawson? Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Corolla today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Corolla. Let me tell you about Native Path Krill Oil, heart disease, blood clots, strokes, kidney failure, all found on the back of an ibuprofen bottle. And ibuprofen doesn't even solve the real issue, which is inflammation. Researchers say... To add an Antarctic super nutrient to your diet, omega 3 fatty acids, sourced from wild caught krill, shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, plus reduced inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. Krill oil, well, it can outperform ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol without the dangerous side effects. So for a limited time, grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as 23 bucks a bottle. Oh, it's so good for you. Go to nativepath.online slash Adam now for a special offer just for being a part of my audience. That is Native Path Krill Oil. It is good for what ails you. 
The Adam Carolla Show presents Ileana Douglas's birthday cocktail party for July 25th. Let's see who's invited. Let's welcome the King of the Scots, James I. American General of the Continental Army and the first U.S. Secretary of War, Henry Knox, is here. From the Los Angeles Rams, Woody Strode is here. English chemist and the co-discoverer of the structure of DNA, Rosalind Franklin, just joined the party. Let's welcome lynching victim and civil rights activist, Emmett Till. Hall of Famer Walter Payton just walked in. Let's welcome friend Matt LeBlanc. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew, you will see the greatest gift will be from her. Golden Girl, Estelle Getty. Ileana Douglas is on the Adam Carolla Show. Ileana's book, Connecticut, and you can buy it right now, by the way, in the movies from Dream Houses to Dark Suburbia. It's a beautiful, big coffee table book. So oh, yeah. uh, go and appreciate that. We got the game to play. Um, I'm not in the uh, business of handing out uh, betting tips, but I'm going to make some money this Oscar season. Okay. <laughs> you missed out. Uh, yeah. Like a few years ago, right? Um, I got burned very badly when I was watching football with all the boys. Man, it's it's been 12, had to be 12, 13 years ago, or maybe more. I, I, I can't remember. But um, it was, uh, I had this um, this idea. And I think it was Inglorious Bastards, I think. But it could have been Django. It might have been Django, yeah. could have been Django. It, I think it was Django. Well, now we got to see Christoph Waltz, what year he won. Um, but I saw Inglorious. I, I think it was Django. Could have been. I, I, I was Inglorious Bastards. Anyway, I saw that movie. What year did he did 2010, he won, he won for Inglorious Bastards. 2013. Is that what I said, Django. or were you trying to talk me into Django? Uh, I said I think it was Django. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> Some glorious bastards, right? Yeah? Uh, yeah, I guess. Did he win? Well, was it? He, yes. won, he won both. Oh, he won both yeah. years. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't. Sorry. You, you said okay. glorious bastards. He won two years almost won, in a row? Uh, no. Three years three year apart. Three years apart. Yeah, 2010 and 2013. Are you sure? Oh, well, that's only... Uh, I thought he was nominated, but maybe he didn't. He wins in 2010, then he doesn't 11 or 12, and then again, he wins in 13. Yes. This, wow, oh God. And then which one was first? Inglorious Bastards, right? Yes, in 2010. I think, I think <laughs> it was Inglorious Bastards. Pretty sure. I still think it was Django. Oh, could have been Django. I don't know. I'll have to ask Santora. Anyway, great, right? Uh, either way, it'll work because. Um, I said to him, um, man, I just saw Christoph Waltz and in, in Glorious Bastards or Django, doesn't matter. <laughs> and I was like, he was, you know, 18 to 1 odds or something at the time. I was like, this guy was magnificent. And I think it was in Glorious Bastards because I said he's speaking two languages ah. and stuff. This guy's he's acting in German, he's acting in English. He, he's Yeah. It's it's un, unbelievable. There's no way he's not going to win best supporting actor. There's just no way. And then Nick, who makes a lot of movies and a lots of TV, explains to me why he's not going to win. 2013. Uh, not, yeah, this bet. Was it? Yeah. 
Was that in Glorious Bastards? No, nope, it's Django. Answer. It's Django. Yeah. Oh, but you know it's 2013. I do. How do we confirm that? Because I'm looking at a 2013 podcast where you follow up on the odds of Christoph oh, Waltz. Yeah. All right. So you're correct. Sure am. All right. Good for you. I know. I don't, right. I don't, so, I don't, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced he's going to win. He talks me out of it. Says there's way too much violence. Too much violence. Hollywood's not going to go for this. I said... He was a tour de force. He was like 18 to 1. I said, I just want to put $1,000 down on him. I think he was right. like 26 to 1. I said, I'm just going to put $1,000 down. I'm going to win $25,000. He said, don't do it. Trust me. Then he wins. I get nothing. All right. This year, I got a lock. Okay. <laughs> I, had, I waited all that time for you to say, okay. <laughs> I shouldn't have waited. This year, I have a lock on because the I. Actress. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know who you're going to say. Who? Uh, you're going to say Lily Gladstone, That's right, right, from Killers. That's and right. I haven't even seen the movie. Liliana That's has right. a lock. That's I, right. I would say it's a lock. It's a lock. I haven't seen even seen the movie or any movies. Why do you say it's a lock? Because for the same reason as Steve Gutenberg, it's it's in my loop. It's <laughs> I'm already pre-programmed for her to win. She is an American Indian, and she knocked it out of the ballpark. Yes. But- Hollywood now is working hard in terms of inclusion and, you know, being black, being Hispanic, that's all fine. But that ain't an American Indian. This is good. They love themselves some diversity. And she kicked ass. Yes. And she's a little heavy set. So she's got two, there's two boxes yes. to check. And there's no way she's not going to win. There's just no way. I concur. She probably did give a great. I haven't seen the film yet, but um, I have. She gave a great performance. Yeah. So right. what, you know, so but, when, but ostensibly everybody in the best actress. And who are some of the category. other people? Emma Stone for something called Poor Things, haven't which heard, I haven't seen. Haven't heard it. Fantasia Bar yeah. Barino, The Color Purple, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro. Oh, for Maestro should be nominated. Yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna get. They're going to, everyone that gets nominated is going to be excellent, but they're not going to be American Indian. And that's what's going to seal the deal. That's, and the that's how I'm getting rich. That's the X factor. Yeah. That's why. That's why you bet. I may well, go big. I may go 10, 10 grand. The, um, the Academy, um, and it's just the way it is, has, has you know, taken upon itself to, it used to be the best. You know, when my grandfather was acting, it was really it was based solely on the on your performance. Otherwise, Beatrice Strait wouldn't have won for network for four minutes on the screen. Like that would never happen now. So they, and I'm a member of the Academy, and it's very much part of the voting to be you know that to factor in diversity. Uh, all of the above. All of the above. That's all why I'm locking above. it in. Yeah. I'm going to go 10. Large. I I think that's a very, very good bet. Text uh, the Goot. See if he thinks <laughs> <that>. Just <laughs> if he gives a thumbs up emoji, yeah. I'm, I'm going ahead yeah. with this. Yeah. All right. I know you got a heart out because you're doing a book signing. So yes, we got to get into this. Get yes. your pen ready. Okay. Don't show me. It's the critics. The number you think the critics gave the movie. Oh, gosh. Okay. Do I have to say it out loud or just write it? Write it. Write it first and then we'll, we'll go on this course. Okay. Pressure. 
and the gang makes their picks. Guessing if it's rotten or fresh. If they guess it exactly, we'll get a bonus five. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right, so with over 120 acting credits. Today's guest is no stranger to the big screen, so today we're going to take a look at the movies featuring Ileana Douglas. Uh-oh. That's trouble. <laughs> First up, a beautiful but naive aspiring television personality films a documentary on teenagers with a darker ulterior motive. Directed by Gus Van Zant, also starring Nicole Kidman, Matt Dillon, Joaquin Phoenix, and Casey Affleck from 1995 to die for. Oh, I don't even know if I've seen this one. Ileana, I don't think she even was able to place it by the description. No, it didn't sound remotely. That's a stacked but, cast, but okay. yeah. by the way. I didn't okay. see this one. I'm going to give it. Hold right. on, don't say it. Don't. No, I'm not. I'm just writing it down. I don't even want to look at what you're writing down. Okay. Gus Van Zandt, great. It's an all-star Legend. cast. Yeah. I don't know. What was the theme of the movie? Uh, it is a naive, aspiring television personality films a documentary on teenagers with a darker, ulterior motive. Wow, that is not an accurate <laughs> description, but that's okay. It's not. That's so funny. How would you describe the movie? I would describe it as a satirical look at uh, fame in America. All right. And a woman willing to go to any lengths in order to be famous. That's what the movie is really about. Well, people love Gus, and it's an all-star cast. Yeah. You got your number locked in? I do. I say 78. I'd say 85. To Die For is certified fresh at 89%. Ooh. That was pretty nice. Close. All right. Close. You're off to a lead. Okay. Next up, a young advertising executive's life becomes increasingly complicated when, <sighs> in order to impress her boss, she pretends to be engaged oh, to a man she has just met. This stars Jennifer Aniston, Jay Moore, and Kevin Bacon from 1997. Picture perfect. <sighs> that sound like a, a decent description? Yeah. I can, I can <laughs> go with that. All right. This is rom com yeah. stuff. Yeah. Not... You've worked with Jay Moore a few times, right? I have. Yeah. Yeah. We I... did a show together. Yeah, you did action. Though. Yeah. I, I, heard, I heard that Jay Moore wasn't happy with this movie because of the way Jennifer Anderson treated him. He said, like, he had to, like, he called his mom crying. I think he wrote about it in his book. Did you feel like any, any sort of he animosity was, on set? He was not, uh, he was the director who's also a really good friend of mine, Glenn Gordon Karen, creator of Moonlighting. Amazing guy. Uh, Glenn wanted Jay and the studio, and Jen wanted somebody else. Who I, I won't say who that somebody else was. Why? And it's not their fault. I don't want to say. <laughs> well, you're not going to get into trouble. It's like he <laughs> no, wasn't I, there. He, he didn't do anything. Nice Come on. Guy. We're go- anyway, I, he, he can't be a nice guy. He didn't guy. get the part. And Jay did get the part, and so there was a little bit of— All right, but who was the other person? Can I tell you? Why? They have nothing to do with the process. Out of respect. Uh, Out of respect for Jay? No, for the other actor. Except the other actor didn't do anything. I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) I don't get get the close to the vest stuff. It drives me nuts. The other guy didn't do anything. He just—they wanted him, but he didn't get the role, right? Yeah. But But why does that reflect on him in any negative kind of way? 
Well, I'm I'm of the opinion that I am I wouldn't if I lost out a part, I wouldn't, you know. But anyway, the point Doing is what I'm talking I, about you. I want to answer his question. All the right. point is I hate when people do this, but go uh, ahead. Uh, <laughs> I'm now soured. But go ahead. The, the um, It drives me nuts. The is that is that it it he felt as if he was always, you know, second banana uh. because he knew he was not the first choice for the for the role. But we became friends on the movie because I felt really bad for him. Mm-hmm. So I went was the other my... guy Steve Gutenberg? No. Uh, in fact, the uh, I that's sort of how I bonded with Jay was because I sort of went out of my way then because things were a little uneven on the on the set. So I wow. was. The peacemaker, and you probably did that a lot in school, huh? Just like the kid that was maybe getting bullied or something. You went up to him, hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. but I oh, and Jay always appreciated it. So years later, when I was in the running, oh, kind of, and I was balanced ah. against somebody else mm. for a, for a part in the television show. He really went to bat for me and wanted interesting and wanted wanted me. Uh, we love Jay. Yeah. All right. I love Jay, too. Uh, I love everybody. Another movie. You do? Yes. Even that person, his name you forgot? Come on. Uh, Drives me nuts when people do that. Watch it. What if I said his name and then tomorrow he died of a heart attack or something? A steam car accident. A steam car accident. It doesn't reflect on him in any way, shape, or form. It does. Would you care if I said it? can't be angry. Yeah, you tell us. Because it's findable. What? Oh, it's, it's findable. findable. Oh, it's findable? outed by the internet. What's this fella's name? It was Jennifer Aniston's boyfriend at the time. Oh, who's that? Tate Donovan. Ah, uh, uh, see, you can't <laughs> outrun the internet. You can't outrun the internet. He's going to be on my loop. Now. Uh, just, you didn't just, say it. You didn't just say it. You, you didn't, didn't say it. it. You didn't say it. Tate, come at me. All right. Uh, I don't remember what movie we're talking Picture about. Perfect. Picture perfect. All yeah. right, they, they, they're they're tough on rom coms. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say fifty eight. Ooh, fifty eight. I said seventy. All right. Picture perfect is rotten at forty seven percent. Whoa! Back in the hunt. Wow. Here we go. A convicted rapist released from prison after serving a fourteen year sentence stalks the family of the lawyer who originally defended him. A remake from the 1962 film of the same name. This one directed by Martin Scorsese and starring De Niro, Nick Nolte, Juliette Lewis, and Gregory Peck in his final theatrical role. Oh. From 1991, Cape Fear. Huh. Saw it in the theater and uh, enjoyed it. Very dark. It, was, oh, yeah. it got it had a lot of heat because it was sinister. Like, it was so dark, yeah, you know. it was. Um, and it was good, but I don't know... You know, you also that would, would they be? would they're, they you know Scorsese's problem is he makes a masterpiece and then the next movie comes out and they go eh, it's not as good as the masterpiece was and sometimes right. they can be tough on it or mm-hmm. if it was like maybe a first time director they'd go oh it's great you know but right, they right. Scorsese carved out his own niche and now they can. Comp- they compare Scorsese to Scorsese when he makes films. Yeah, although Cape Fear at the time was his highest money making film. Really? Yep. Much more than Goodfellas. Really? Yeah, and Goodfellas then, was like a sleeper, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. this was this movie was everywhere. Like, they really got behind Peter, it. Yeah, they it, did. It was the De Niro character and everything. Yeah. I, okay. I think, like, they they liked it, but did they love it? And that's, yeah. You know, I have my. You have, are you in? Um, yeah. You got your number down? Yeah. 
82. Oh, you went higher than me. I went 78. Mm. Cape Fear is certified fresh at 75%. Ooh, we got a tough. This is a yeah, game. Is tough. This is it's on. It's tight. Pretty tight. A woman discovers a tragic love letter in a bottle on a beach and it's determined and is determined to track down its author, co-starring Kevin Costner, Robin Wright, and Paul Newman from 1999 yeah. Message in a Bottle. Hmm. I didn't see this one. Did you get to work with Newman? Only at the, uh, at, you know, Paul, he worked with my uh, grandfather, obviously. Um, and uh, I used to see him all the time because he used to go weird. When I was at the neighborhood playhouse, he and Joanne Woodward would come and watch our scenes. It was always surreal. Is like, it Lime Rock over there, too? Uh, over there for, oh, in Connecticut? For the racing. Oh, yes, yeah. Lime How Rock far is Lime Rock from that? Probably about an hour. 45 minutes. Yeah, so he was a Danbury guy. Uh, Westport, Westport. But um, so we only got to work together during the the read-through. He was lovely. Yeah, Danbury, Connecticut is where the Bob Sharp dealership was that then was the Newman Sharp who sponsored Newman and his racing at Lime Rock, blah, blah, blah. I've been through Lime Rock. And – yeah, the uh, well, he was very, very much a part of the lit wallpaper, obviously, of Connecticut and Westport. And yes, making move two made two movies there, Rachel, Rachel, and Effective Gamma Rays, incredibly long title, both in that area. All right, so uh, okay. message in a bottle. Oh, yeah. I have no Wait idea. Ninety nine. <sighs> Don't remember seeing it. It's a good cast. Yeah. More rom commy kind of. I know. I'm. I'm going. I'm going low again. They can. Don't low. tell me. Okay. They can be tough on the rom coms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. We in. I got fifty seven. I have sixty nine. Mm. You devil. Message in a bottle is rotten at thirty two percent. What? Travesty. Yeah. Jesus. Oh boy. What's That's- the audience? Audience score is sixty six percent. Oh, you're get your finger on the pulse of the the man, the, the common man, the yeah. people. Again, a huge money making film. Yeah, so great cast. Yeah, our final film. All right. After being hypnotized by his sister in law, a man begins seeing haunting visions of a girl's ghost, and a mystery begins to unfold around him. Starring Kevin Bacon, written and directed by David Kopp. Kopp. Kep. 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 David Kep. From 1999, Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes. Hadn't seen it. Hmm. Well, I know what you're. This had be a big promotional week. push. I, I remember seeing like the posters yeah. everywhere. You know, it was famous for coming out the week uh, after the um, the you know I see dead people. Oh, Sixth Sense. So oh, we got killed. By, oh, uh, that's why. So it yeah. got overshadowed yeah, by the Sixth Sense. We got killed by that. But then. As the years have gone by, it's become a again a cult classic. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So you remember it, you liked it, cult Loved classic. It. Loved it. Loved it. Well, you but, know movies. But I don't know about but I'm as far as reviews, I don't know. Mm. I'm gonna again. I don't gonna, tell me. Okay. <laughs> I got a I got a lead here. Okay. Okay. And and so I gotta co- I gotta go down the middle. I gotta play it safe. Yeah. You gotta go bold. Because you got to make up a feel. All right. So you got to go high or you got to go low. Yep. I 
have no idea, but you like it, mm-hmm. and it's, it's cult status, I'll just go right right at 60%. I'm going 68 Okay. Took a, took a risk. Never going to work. We have a five-point deduction. Oh, no. Stir of Echoes is fresh at 68%. Oh, wow. That could have been it. Zero points and a five-point deduction. (laughs) Could have been enough. Are you ready for some scores? (laughs) Did that help? Oh, well, I, I was going was gonna to go 50. I was going to go right she in the needed. middle. Now, you said, 50, I would have. You coached me because when you said go big, I went. You went higher. <laughs> I went higher. It went a little higher. Right she had a look. She checks, she checks her movies every month. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, this could be tough now. Yes. Well, for the first time in a while, we have a tie. Oh, <laughs> no. She did need it. We are yes. all knotted up at 62, so here is our tiebreaker. Uh, <laughs> you, got a, you got the exact I, num, That's the only way this could have happened. Yeah. <sighs> a okay. high school senior. Go. go ahead. Okay. Go. All right. What is this? High school senior. A high yes. school senior branded uncool in the ninth grade gets himself expelled so he can change his image to cool kid at the town's other high school. Starring Eliza Dushku and Zoe Deschanel and DJ Qualls from 2002, the new guy. Mm. What do you think? Uh, again, I do not wildly popular film. Again, I cannot tell I, you. This is a huge film for my generation. Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you. I'm, I'm going to think it's probably the lowest rated. I don't want to give you too many clues. But mm. again, talk about the disparity. Yes. More people, uh, I, I can see them coming. And <laughs> new guy, new like guy. that's the one they scream in an airport or something. Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, but, all right, but rom com. I'm again rom rom commy. I'm gonna go. Don't I have tell my rom high school comedy. Yep, yep. yep. I don't like these things. Yep. All right, yeah, in. Um. It's important. I know, I know. Okay, ready. 37. I'm going 30. All right, well, I'll tell you the score, and that will give you who wins and who doesn't win the game. But I want to say congratulations to both of you because we will be giving out gold and silver medals. So both of you will medal. (laughs) Both podium. You will podium today. Congratulations, Ileana. That That was an incredible, incredible round. The new guy. Is rotten. Adam Carolla said 37. Ileana Douglas said 30. The win. Congratulations to the ace man. You are first runner up. Oh, Ileana <laughs> Douglas takes it because the new guy is rotten at seven. 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 Single digit. Oh, my. That's a crime. Seven. That, you know how hard it is to get to single digits? Wow. <laughs> I know. That's, you should uh, be proud. I'm, I'm proud of it. The I'm, audience had it at 54, by the way. Yeah, man. People love that Huge movie. movie. Lyle right, Lovett yeah. is in the film. 
let me give you a plug. Connecticut in the movies. Yeah, after from that. Dream houses to dark suburbia snatched victory from the jaws of defeat at the very end of Rotten Thank Tomatoes. You. You'll You're never natural. see that. Off Ileana's off to a book signing yes. and uh come back, my dear, anytime you like. Thank you. Adam Ray in studio, and we'll do that news as well right after this. Blinds Galore Black Friday sale starts this week. Last big sale of the year. Everything, 50% off. No better time to get the custom blinds you've always wanted. Visit blindsgalore.com today. Take 50% off of everything starting November 21st. 100% custom window treatments. Do it all right from your home. Just take the measurements and customize online. Blinds, shutters, drapes, motorized shades. I just put in, well, I have a few sets of those. I have my house. Have them uh, at the office and uh, now have them at the condo as well. You can control it with your phone. They give you a little remote, too. I just use that. The stuff's great. Makes a huge difference in your home, especially during the summer. Keeps the heat out. The winter keeps the heat in. So if you have any questions, Blinds Galore's experts. They're experts at customer care, their team. Well, they've covered over 2 million windows, and they can help you every step of the way. Online or over the phone, it's Blinds Galore, right, Dawson? Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home, especially during their huge Black Friday sale, when you can save 50%. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know Adam sent you. That's BlindsGalore.com. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. As we celebrate 14 years of podcasting, here's another memorable moment from the Adam Carolla Show's Ace Awards Archives. It's Friday night, and the mood is right for some sex or some fucking or just hanging out. But if you're doing the deed, make sure she's caught up to speed that when she makes you feel good and gives you what you need, you're going to want to say thank you. You're going to want to high five. How wonderful it feels, how spectacular you are The feeling in my penis feels like I just want a car You made me make a noise I never thought I'd make For something so glorious, it sounds like a mistake Now for some new memorable moments, let's get back to the Adam Carolla Show Adam Ray in the studio. There's a movie Ooh. called Love Virtually. Hey, it's baby. available now on DVD. I VOD. should say VOD. Man. But I'm sure you could find the DVD if you go to Times Square. I, I you know, <laughs> so, hey man, hey, I got the VOD and DVD. We're fucking ourselves, just like push and pull. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's too many of the same letters. Too much. And then there's three, and I'm old. But VOD as we speak, and also live dates coming up. San Diego and DC, and you can go to Adam Ray Comedy.com. Um, 
Tell me what you think of this, Please. Ray. Yeah. Uh, this happened to me uh, yesterday when I was uh, coming home from Sacramento. Great. Fresh take. Love Sacramento. Yeah, I love it, too. I heard you kicked it with my boy Nick Larson. He got some shots of you. Mm-hmm. That was very kind. Good yeah, guy. the photographer. Yes. Yes. Good dude. It. Yes. So, a lot of tats. Um, I was uh, in the Sacramento airport. and I was Great going, airport. Great airport. <laughs> and I was going, I had about uh, a half hour to kill. So I went to a kind of a bar, restaurant, or whatever, and uh, there was a line to get in. Mm. And uh, I walked in. I, I saw there was a line, and I didn't have that much time. Right. But I was like, I'm just going to get a beer at the bar. Yeah. Maybe the line is to eat, you know. And uh, Bar access should always be open, yeah, first right. come, first so up seating. I walked to the front of the line, and I said to the woman that was greeting everyone and holding the other six or seven people back, mm. I said, uh, can I just go in and sit at the bar? And she went, you can. And then she yelled, Adam Carolla in the house to <laughs> everyone who was waiting in line, and then walked me in. Awesome. As if I... W- Wanted that. As I just walked to the front yeah. and said, I'm taking all these people's tables. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't wait in line. My name is Adam Carolla. Yeah. So... I didn't say anything to her. She just announced. She yelled to the line, Adam Pearl in in the house, right? Yeah. Then I sat down, (laughs) and then she came by. And now we're going to have to look this guy up just because it it made made me laugh. She came by, and she said to me, wow, (laughs) this is crazy. Yesterday, I have Marcus Allen in here, and today, I get Adam Carolla. Yeah. And I go... Marcus Allen came in here. Marcus Allen. Yeah. Said the guy's in the Hall of Fame. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that guy's a, that guy's a legend. Sure. And she said, "Oh no, not no, not not Marcus Allen. Mark S. Allen." <laughs> and I said, "Who's Mark S. Allen?" And she goes, "He's a local news guy." And I said, "Okay, how?" Wow. She's really just the cop. How would her. I know? Yeah. How would I know? Her misdirect is Mark great. Mark S. Allen. Her comedic timing. And actually, the real. Marcus Allen doesn't appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, quit mixing them up. <laughs> and number two. How many airport mix-up is Marcus why Allen? Why would I know the local <laughs> news guy known I mean, as Mark S. Allen? Because Adam, you're Adam Carolla. You're in the house. She thought of, she's going to go out of her way to give a big, hey, everyone look this way, that she's pointing to a guy that is, you know, steadfast and privy to the uh, newsmen of the world. Yeah. Could you name, quick tangent, <laughs> can you name one local news guy not in L.A.? No. Mark S. Allen. Yeah, we can now. I think I can now. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's what she was doing. Maybe she heard a podcast at some point in the uh, you know past Corolla episodes, and she was like, you know what? I have a feeling he needs <laughs> a little update on some of his. Here's a bar trivia question. Name a Sacramento news guy. I bet he would not get it right. And now she steps up and gives you a little alley-oop. Here's, here's my question. The, I, my first thought. My first thought when I run into these people is we're in the same phylum. Like, we are this organically. We're both human beings. Like, I can't believe I share anything with this creature who (laughs) also inhabits the planet. To me, we're nothing. I could never think like you. Like, I think that way about Hamas. Yeah. I think that way about people who tear down the pictures of the missing kids who've been abducted. And I think this way about people who just yell out, Adam Carolla's in the house, you know, to line and expect me to know Mark S., Alan, I love. I'm her. a big sucker of the in the house line, though, whether yes. it's public or private. <laughs> yeah. Whether you say it over Xbox Live and you're talking shit to like a 15 year old, right? In you know, I don't know, Dubai, and you're like, oh, suck on them nuts, Kevin Durant in the house, right. and you're, you know, you're Kevin Durant. Or if it's somebody trying to, uh, 
I don't know, maybe you do a mic drop karaoke performance at a Chili's in the Midwest, um, yeah. which I did in 2005. Do you think I, she did that for Mark S. Allen? Like, Mark S. Allen in the house, and now everyone's oh, confused in line. I don't, I don't know. Do we know who Mark S. Allen is? Sacramento ABC 10, baby. <laughs> in the hezzy! Yeah. Maybe he did it, and she goes, and she saw the reaction it got. So she goes, if someone else comes here of note, I'm going to... Okay, okay, my first thought is I can't believe... I share anything with this person. Yeah. But second. my second thought is insane jealousy. Of Marcus Allen. Of her. Freedom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just, just, first off. There's no Brita in between her thoughts. Th- th- yes. Here it is and here it There's comes. no filter. And, and just the notion that she could take Mark S. Allen and blow through it and, and think that for a moment <laughs> I would know who she was yeah, talking about. And obviously, and we're at the airport. What I mean is we didn't run into each other at a local cop dive bar yeah. in Sacramento. I'm clearly <laughs> passing through. We're the you know sexy what I mean? Sacramento I, newscasters of 2010. Right. I don't live here. Be- no. That's why I'm at the airport. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's how I shouldn't know. Now, was this a poppin' live airport bar? Because I'm starting to wonder if, like, Diane, Catherine, Debbie, all potential names of this gal who shouted you out. Mm-hmm. If she has added a little extra to this bar and does shit like that on the reg to where people are like, man, we got to like, you never know who's going in there because yeah. she's always making a hoopla. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm uh, going to venture to assume that the bar was pretty close to, there's a lot of traffic, right? Yeah. You're walking by any airport bar. Mm-hmm. The bar is always in a spot where people can see it. So they want to stop by and go, let me just grab a quick bar. And if, she, if someone's walking by and hearing her faintly in the background going, there's a guy in the house, everyone turns and automatically is like, well, who the fuck is there? I would venture to assume six out of ten goes, probably Mark S. Allen. Yeah. Right. Because that guy gets a lot of love in Sacktown. Well respected. (laughs) Well, you know what? I I feel like we're selling Mark Mark S. Allen short right now because I'm looking up some of this stuff. He started the largest California based chain of those those bars where you throw the axe. At the, of course he at did. the bullseye. So that's like his thing. Of course he did. So mm-hmm. Of course it is. It's, it's now, is that first phenomenon? Of, I, he, 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 we should salute Marcus Allen yeah. just for being able to insure a bar that way. Yeah. Like, here, <laughs> here's my sales pitch. People drinking hard and other people yeah. throwing axes. Yeah. <laughs> and you went, all right, we need to get insured, though. Oh, yeah, no problem. We'll you. underwrite that. Yeah. I'm Mark S. Allen. Yeah. Now, we'll put the bathroom on the right next to where they're tossing the axes and people just walk right through it. Like, just the idea of you decided to mix. First off, California outlawed lawn darts in 1974 because they were too dangerous. No way. Oh, yeah. Lawn darts are illegal. Fuck. But not not booze and axes. <laughs> yeah. We haven't Wait, learned. Now, do you think she puts Adam Carolla? Could you tell in the way she was like first Marcus Allen, then like it sounds like at least in the hierarchy of who she would leave her husband for, mm. you probably would get first dibs. Yeah. Do you think I, it was like a Marcus Allen and now right? I, usually that's kind of how it goes. Th- those because uh, who would trump you now? Who's coming in next week to this bar and she's like, we had Marcus Allen. <laughs> Adam Carolla, and now Tom Bergeron. Like, who is it? Tom Bergeron. Probably. Who's coming in next that throws you to the side and she, you know, you're an afterthought? Mm. Well, here's the thing. She goes in chronological order. So she had Mark S. Allen yesterday. She had me the day after. And then whoever comes next gets third billing. Gotcha. Unless it's a George Clooney type, in which case he'll hop up. Yeah. To the top. Marcus Allen probably. He's local news. Seven-time Emmy Award winning 
producer. That's and a host. big deal. Wow. Yeah. Producer and but, host. But that's local Emmy. That's not at the Emmy I Awards. I haven't taken that. Winning smile. Bro, can, can I take a ganter at uh, describing his. Crooked teeth and a horrible racist. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you don't win seven locals with having bad teeth. Yeah. They, they have to be local Emmys because he does local news, right? Oh, it seems so. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Yeah, he's probably uh, that, reporting that on a lot of, like, river races. A lot of, I mean, yeah, the news in Sacramento, it's, I mean, I guess they get their fair amount of, like, arcade bar shootings. Yeah, but there's a lot fights of. Fights in the streets. It's also river-centric. River-centric. A lot of river. Uh, let let river, me ask you this. Yeah, Comedy Central show. He did? Hosted, what? Hosted, it turns uh, out you guys have a lot in common. Yeah. bigger career than I have. <laughs> yeah. I, owe, I owe this woman a, an apology. You really do. Oh, but let me ask you this, though. Yeah. I, I did I did some research on Mark S. Allen while I was sitting at the table. You had to. Um, he's not a, he's not young. He's I think he was forty seven. I I looked up at the time. Um, I'm seeing fifty eight to fifty nine. Oh, fifty eight to fifty nine. Okay, better argument. The point is, is he's aware of Marcus Allen. Yeah. He didn't have to go with the S. He could have went with Mark Allen. Yeah. Nobody ever would have questioned that. Yeah. But he went with Mark S. Allen. Did he do it? Like I was saying, oh. well, is it Julian Lennon or who's the Lennon son who wears the round spectacles? I think uh, it is. I think it is Julian. Sean Lennon, maybe. Oh, it is Sean. It's definitely Sean Sean. Lennon does a, listen, I'm my own musician. I do my own thing. But then he puts his dad's I look gl- just like my dad glasses man. on. Wow. And then you go, I got to ask you about your dad. And yeah. Then he goes, I don't want to talk about my dad. But it's like, then don't wear those yeah, frames. Sorry, yeah. man. There's a million other frames to wear if yeah. you don't want people to be reminded of your dad. So it's like if one of the uh, Jackson kids, you know, completely, you know, morphed their face. Right. Into looking like Pops. Yeah, yeah, or Michael. Like, yeah, can yeah. I just be my own person? And Sean Lennon sounds like John Lennon. Like, it's... yes. So, well, that's not his fault. Does <laughs> so, fault unless he changed the Sean Mark he change S. Sean John Lennon? Does Mark S. Allen they <laughs> <laughs> got a <into> sponsorship? <laughs> does he like being mistaken for Marcus Allen? I think so. Like he's making a, a reservation, and he, he goes, it. "It's Marcus Allen." Yes, I will. I will assume yes, only because he was born Mark Allen Stell. So Allen is his middle name, and he. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, right. if I name my kid Dikembe Mutombo Ray, I'm not right. gonna like. I'm not gonna cause a, a fucking hissy fit if people go like the Denver Nuggets center. Yeah, you should. No, man. No. no, no. no. Like the fucking no, frozen no, no, yogurt no, no, guy. No, that, no, yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> All right. Another question, please. Speaking of Sacramento, yeah. Interested in this part of life? Yeah. My the part of life I'm probably most interested in. When I started touring around the country doing stand-up. Um, you never thought you'd see the beautiful hills of Sacktown? No, I did not. And? <laughs> I, lo- I fell in love with them so much so I'm thinking about relocating and doing local news. <laughs> well, sorry to tell you. What? You got a seven-time Emmy-winning producer no and host. Well, that shit's local. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and you here's started the stand-up, yeah. I would... I didn't have uh, an act, per se. And... I would do 90-minute shows, and sometimes we would do three 90-minute shows in a night. Wow. And I didn't know anything. I just like, I got This I is what you do. I, this is what I do. So I was always looking for a clock because when you have an act, you, you know your act. Yeah. You know how long it is, and you know when you're done. Yeah. Um, I 
never did it. So I would go around to these clubs all the time, and 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 they would always comedy and stand up is very like time centric. Like yes. you go, the MC he's going to do eight minutes, or he's doing ten minutes, or he's doing twelve minutes, and then the middle. The middle is going to do 15, but we're going to light you at 13, you know, and then so you're going to do, yeah. it's like, it's really Precise. time centric, yes. right? But no club ever had a clock anywhere. Mm. It was like a strip club. Yeah. Oh, actually strip clubs will have a clock, but they'll set them ahead out here at least like 20 minutes. Cause they want to clear you out. Wow. It's a trick. Good but the know. point is this, um, and I would walk, I would go all around the country and go, Every place has a clock. You know, the dentist office has a clock. It yeah. doesn't really need one because yeah. you know what time it is and you know your appointment's at 2 p.m. or whatever. But everyone has a clock. But the place where you really need a clock is on stage yeah. and none of you have a clock. And we traveled around the country <laughs> and there was one club that put a clock like up on the back <laughs> wall, a digital clock mm. where the audience couldn't see it, but you could see it on stage. And I was like, that's fucking genius. genius Fine. Yeah. One. And then as the years have gone by, you've seen this, yeah. they all magically have clocks now. Get on board. Because why would you be the last establishment to have a clock? So I then went to the Sacramento Punchline. And again, shout out, great club. My act, I do about an hour and 10 minutes, but it's a potpourri of like three hours of material that I choose from what I'm yep. going to do. I don't really, I don't know what an hour is. I would lose myself mm. up there. And there's other, like, we got to kind of keep it to the clock. Cause then there's a second show and we want to, want to reset the room. And I'm the same way. I don't like to have a full, like I know from start to stop. And I mean, that's just a part of like truly being present, like, and, and kind of like, you know, going with the flow of the yeah. show in the room and letting not knowing, I mean, I don't know how much crowd work or, or how much you're truly mixing it up, but I'm assuming a good amount each night. Right? I don't do any crowd work. But, I mean, you don't want the show to be the same each night. No, you're not doing I, the I, same set I of I would bits. get bored. And also, sometimes I'm in the wings, and the, the, the middle ends his set with some material, and I go, oh, I got stuff on that. And then I go out yeah. and do the stuff that he reminded me. To do, you but, should do what Harlan Williams did to me once when I uh, when I would do, first start doing shows with him around town. I would when I was doing jokes about being a uh, Wolverine at Universal Studios, and I'd have about ten minutes on that, and then I'd get off stage and he'd he'd come up after and he'd go, "Oh guys, thanks uh, for having me here. How about a hand for my son? He's post op." And then uh, and then he'd go, "Yeah, so I uh, just working out some new stuff." Uh, so I was uh, at with a theme park. I play Wolverine, and uh, and he just basically went into a synopsis of the material I just did, but kept interjecting with, "I'm just working on some new stuff up here." It's fucking hilarious. And the crowd, he would do it. He did it probably 15 times in the uh, in those initial shows that we were getting to know each other. And I'd say sometimes the way Harlan is received, which should always be uh, unanimously uh, positive. Some people were like, couldn't tell if he was serious, and right. some would, and then sometimes they'd be all on board, but um. Yeah, I mean, the clock thing is uh, comedy clubs, I think, it's baffling to get to know them more over the years and go, oh, some of you are still on a lot of things pretty behind. So Mm -hmm. the clock, it's not totally surprising because it's just like, it's such an obvious thing that should have been probably applied from the get-go. They all have. Because just this, people forget that. And also, people, I mean... I, I don't know. Do you? How do you feel? Do, do your people ever go over in front of you? And do you like? You know? Do you try to? Um, it's happened. I've seen. Yeah. It. How do you feel about that? Do you try to like parole that at all? Or I normally don't 
care. Unless Only... it's like what a significant amount of time, right? Yeah, I don't know. Dawson's gone over. We were some. Well, Dawson will do, but uh, yeah, but we were. Yeah, I know. We were somewhere yeah. a few months ago, and the guy was supposed to do fifteen minutes, and he just did half an hour. That's crazy. And and the problem is, is it was. You know what that is too. You it's feel the that. last show of the weekend, oh, and it's not a coincidence that it's late Saturday show. You know, I'm sure the crowd was great, and Hot and crowd. he was doing like crowd work and stuff, and oh, it's like you've no, already come no, on, yeah. you know what you're doing, cashing your chips. Uh, I, I I didn't really appreciate that. I didn't really care that much. The, the only problem is, is I'm like in the green room, and I go, all right, he's at 14, I'm getting up, and then you go and you stand in the back of the showroom, you know, and you're standing there. Yeah. And then you stand there for like 10 minutes and yeah. you go, well, he's not getting off stage. And then you go back and you sit down. But now I don't know when he's getting off yeah, stage right. because and it fucks with your energy a little bit. It's, You're it's to like... not, it's, 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 you know what it is. It falls under the heading of sort of not cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I go to the Sacramento punchline. Uh, everyone there is great. Crowd's great. Sold out four shows. Great, great time. Mm-hmm. All that. But I, I go in there and we're like walking the, the, the flight. Three-hour delay, Southwest, Sacramento. Three-hour delay. Always. Now we land, and not only is the flight delayed three hours. Did you make a stop in Shanghai? Is that why you were rerouted? We waited on the plane the whole time. No, you didn't. Got loaded into a Southwest flight. And by the way, it's not like they're serving drinks or anything. You're just sitting there with your knees mashed up against the seat in front of you. Stayed on the plane, rolled out to the tarmac, oh. went to get ready to take off, sat there for about an hour, and then pushed back and went back to the gate, never got off the plane, refueled the plane. So now the Sacramento flight, which is supposed to be 55 minutes, is four and a half hours oh at, at this point. But now we're going to land. Oh, the dreams. You know what I mean? You know when you know when you're getting there early, you're like, when I get to the hotel, I'm going to work out. Then I'm going to take a nap. Yeah. Then I'm going to take a shower and yeah. shave and get ready for the show. Yeah. Then at some the point, deal. at some point, it's like, all right, I'm Check, not working out. We're going to take like a 45 minute nap and yeah. then shower and then whatever. And then at some point, it's like, I'm going to beat off in an Uber and we're yeah. going straight to the club. Maybe on the plane. Maybe on the plane. <laughs> yeah, save some time. Not only is the plane, <laughs> the flight delayed three hours. It's a 7.30 show. We're supposed to land at like 4. I was Oof. going to have all the time in the world. But now I'm landing at like 6.45 and whatever. You're right to the club then, yeah? The baggage. I checked a bag. And the you baggage carousel is on the fritz. It's like <laughs> blinking. And there's a guy up on it. Pulling luggage out like by hand from the lower part and Just it's chucking uh, bags. So not only completely slammed clockwise, but now have to spend an extra forty minutes at the airport waiting for the baggaging. Anyway, get to the get to the club. 7.30 show. Get to the club about 7.40. I just said, start five minutes late. Put yeah. the put the opener on. And walking in, or walking with the manager, meets me out in the parking lot, whatever. I go, do you have a clock on stage? And he goes, no. And oh, then I go, yeah. really? And he goes, no. And then he does this one, which I love. Everyone asks about the clock. And I was like, I just, <laughs> yeah. just, that's a great idea. Break, break it down. Break it down. So he then... Again, in, in today's day and age of Amazon being ubiquitous and a digital clock being nine dollars and stuff like that, you just get the clock. But he, yeah. it's he, on your rider. He pulled the clock off of the wall in his office. Oh, a round wall clock, analog. No, 
Oh. It was digital, but it was still a round. Oh, it's round. Wall yeah. clock. He did what with it? He shed it on top of the stool. So it's going to wheel? Like, that's where I usually put my drink, but okay. God. And I just sat and, <laughs> and looked at it the whole time. And it wasn't set to the right time, but it was only oh. like five minutes, five minutes off. Yeah. yeah. Can that's you imagine? The big was Lauren yeah. Hill on your flight? Like, yeah, what's going she should on? have been. Cool. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine Sacramento during the holidays? That airport for being such a shit show. And just, I think flights in general, I always feel like it's not an accident when it took longer to get to Sacramento. Like something in the, I think God just must recognize who's really in a hurry to get there. To sack down. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get there and you realize, oh, you know, you're close to Tahoe, you're close to San Fran. There's, there's yeah, quite, it's, it's nice, a good yeah. middle ground. Uh, city. I don't know. I've I've done. I went to a little Wayne, little John, maybe uh, little Kim. Every, it was Brad might have been there just to round it out. It was, and it was a rap concert in a uh, open field. And I've never seen more heavy set white Latina and African American women twerk mm. and shake oh. and bounce and jiggle to all three of those artists in my entire life. When turned down for what played at the height of it. Mm. Man, you would have thought. I mean, at one point, I, I was, and then I'm looking around, I'm seeing guys. The, every every woman on that field broke it down at that point, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there were guys rubbing their faces in between butt cheeks, mm. which you know, pink eye city, and you're the man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And then some guys were just holding on. So I saw some guys bouncing them off other faces. Some guys were taking videos. Some guys were grinding. I love the skinny guy, big girl grind. Yes, always fun to yeah. watch. <laughs> What can we glean? Because you're losing something in there. What can we glean from ass guys versus tit guys? Hmm. You know what I mean? Elaborate. Well, what I mean is like you'll see a guy. He's driving around a big four-wheel drive. It's all got a big lift kit on it and the fun and mutter 36-inch knobby tires. And someone goes, oh, that guy's got a small dick. You know what I mean? This is overcompensation. Overcompensation. I always think that when a fast car drives by. Do you? Yeah, sometimes I'll think, why does this guy need to be seen? Or like maybe it's a Lambo, but the guy's got it wrapped in some kind of purple gauze or yeah. something. You're like, do you really need what? What is missing? If a guy was driving at eighty down Sunset, which people always at the store patio are like, mm-hmm. oh fucking small dick. Right. But if he was blasting Fast Car by Tracy Chapman, mm-hmm. I'd go, oh that's funny and probably normal size winner. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you, we think what of do you the mean, ass what? guy versus the tit guy? Like what's going through his mind? What's his day to day like? What's, what, what happened to him? Why is there a difference? Went to tit? Have we split America? I think America's split. I think I think the ass guy is a little more evolved. Like I used to be a breast guy. I loved it when I was younger, but now as I get older, I realize the work that people put in for the glutes. I realize that they have to earn it more. Have you always called these them are, breasts? I, these these women <laughs> don't seem like <laughs> these yeah. women aren't living in the You're gym. A man. They're not living in the gym. Yeah. This is... Oh, you mean like the implants? This implants and then just playing on fat ass. You know what I mean? Well, the implants are quite dangerous, so... Now, let me... Follow-up question. If a girl told you, I've got breast implants or butt implants, which one do you go if she's like, take your pick... You can see either or both if you play your cards right. And we're playing. Uno. What's your accent? I don't know. I don't know who this is or where they're from. But she's got implants. She got shot up and juiced up, and she's like, "You get to see one or the other." Well, listen, and one of them's botched. I one tit and one cheek, or Ooh. both of them. How about this? <laughs> I'm going to see your cheek and raise you. The docs at botched tried to fix because she got. They tried. They took. Right. They took fat from her butt and put it in her titties. Mm. So now she's got fat butt tits. 
which is my Xbox screen name. Uh, not to be confused with penis and tits kid. That's right. But um, which would you see, I guess? Implants, butt, or, or I, boob? I, for, just to deconstruct a little. Please. I think I would prefer to be with a woman with a boob job than an ass job. I think most yeah. would. Agree. And I think, in general, Chris aside, when a guy says he likes a big ass, I hear big hog. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got a big... If you if you have Chris a if, <laughs> if you have a microphallus and you want a big ass, yeah. that's a death wish. Yeah. That's suicide yeah. by ass. You must have just lost you're, your job. You're asking you're asking to get in the ring with Chuck Liddell and you have zero skills. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? You came from softball practice and now you want to fight an MMA fighter. Right. Yeah. This is not gonna work. If if you have a small penis and you go, I love a woman with like a Big bulbous ass. Yeah, you're asking for pain. You're asking for humiliation. Unless that guy knows how to Tetris around and you know make sure he doesn't get squished. I but just, it's inevitable. You're just not equipped with the hardware. You, you, you need. don't. You yeah. don't have the hardware. Yeah, you don't have the hardware. Now follow up. What if a woman goes? I took some of the meat from my breasts and put it in my butt. And then the first day goes well, and she goes, would you like to titty fuck my butt cheeks? What mm. do you say? Thanks for the laugh in the back. <laughs> That's awesome. I would like to say. Is that a deal breaker? I, good news. I took some of the fat from my love handles, and I haven't put my cock. And now I can do it. Yeah, fair enough. I couldn't yeah. do it before. We'll be right back. <laughs> I, when I hear big ass, yeah. I just you think get big dick. Oh, okay. I, yes, but not for me. Like, like okay, let's, let's break it down. Yeah. The number one culture that loves a big ass are black dudes. Totally. Where do Asians rank? I think I'll be down the line. They're down. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. By the way, that's <laughs> I really recently threw that into a, a joke about when I was talking about Halloween and how my mom bought me this bird costume. And I was just this, but I, I threw it in her hands where I was like, get my costume. She came back from Goodwill with a bird. It wasn't Big Bird, Tweety Bird, a roadrunner. It was just a random autistic purple and red and orange bird from Goodwill. And again, this was peak Fat Adam. So I'm walking through. You couldn't tell who it was. Mm. And I made some comment about how like all the black dudes in the class were like all about it because I had this big fat bird ass. And like, and <laughs> my teacher was like, that pigeon's got some big ass titties. Anyway, <laughs> you just reminded me of the fact that, yes, most in most experiences in my life, I remember when my, uh, my mom used to uh, come pick me up from uh, playing pickup games in like near downtown Seattle and she'd get like catcalled. And, you know, this is in, I guess, more of her plump days. But I was like, it was my first taste of live catcalling towards oh, the... Oh, in front uh, of you. Yeah, in front of me. Mm. Oh, one of my sister's friends, Jason Potts, I'll say his name. He smoked cigarettes, I think, in the fifth grade. He told me once during a uh, pickup game of basketball that he was going to um, wreck my mom. Mm. It was the first taste of that, too. When wow. You're, yeah. All right, more theories. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I think... Ass guys are intercourse guys, and boob guys may be more blowjob guys. I don't think ass guys well, think are blowjob guys. Boob guys might like some of the, uh, yeah, they might like to, um, yeah. It, why, I think you're right. If, if you're an why ass guy and a blowjob guy, you're wasting the ass. Mm. You yeah. know what I mean? What do you think? Um, what do you think in porn gets? No, fully. What do you think gets featured more statistically in porn? Do you think people are searching more straight boob stuff, or they like like? Do you think titty sex jokes? Uh, sorry, titty sex. Mm-hmm. Do you think titty sex jokes are getting searched on Pornhub? No, mm. titty sex videos versus just straight 
you know, are guys going right to butts for porn videos, or they get a nice balance. You know, I wish Pornhub. I'm asking was, for a friend. I wish Pornhub was around when our gram, our grandfathers were around Me too, because we would then know how statistics have changed yeah. over the years. Ah, I believe yeah. this country. It's a new acquisition. When men didn't wear bracelets and ate stew, and we could put together a fighting force that wasn't morbidly obese. I think those guys were tit guys back in the day. I think, I think so they too. slid into Marilyn Monroe. Asta. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa had these pretty provocative photos of Marilyn Monroe in his bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. He's a stand-up right. guy, but I remember in very young days, second grade, I think, the earliest, walking in. I'd use that bathroom more often than I needed to. My yeah, grandma was yeah. like, what's up? I've had, I was like, I had like 17 7-ups today. <laughs> and she's like, is that why you're bringing some fucking soap into grandpa's bathroom again? Uh, but I remember seeing that, being, and it was always usually the, the, uh, the, the nipples and the breasts were featured. Not a lot of tush. Yeah. Right. I, it I, would be great to we see. We have the most searched, by have, the way. Yeah, for well, the end of the year, Pornhub always releases their most searched terms. So of course we'll, they do. It's so like have, Spotify releasing the top exactly. uh, streams. Right. Yeah, but um, so they haven't released 2023 yet. But last year's uh, hentai was number one. Was that oh, that anime shit? Yeah. Oh, I'm so, so disgusted. Was, and along everybody. with Japanese, imagine oh. hearing, imagine being at a social function like a wine mixer or a friend's barbecue. You know, you got neighbors. What if someone's like, hey, Adam, come on over, and then like six <laughs> cocktails deep. You know, I've been getting into something. Uh, Adam, I, I hear your Mark S. Allen story. I want to raise you something <laughs> fun. So recently, it's always the guy that just, you know, recently, I've been getting into, I got a new hobby. Yeah. So uh, Come with me to the TV room. Yeah, Let's come with me. <laughs> if he takes you to a different room, you know he's Are about to say. Are you your own beer, Gus? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying. So the Are wife, you making belts with your tan and leather? Belts. Uh, you know, the wife, she's got a candle company going, so that's not, uh, you know. But what is I, this hobby? Well, so I've always been a big cartoon guy, right? And recently, look, look, Family Guy, funny show. Oh, South yeah. Park, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's up there. <laughs> But what's missing always to me is like, you know, you want to see Homer fucking at some point, right? Well, get what? Guess, get this. So there's a couple of sites of called Hentai, I believe it is. Russ, it's Hentai, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Russ's friends, Chris is here too. <laughs> what? Chris actually Russ? turned me on to it. Oh, it's so, I'm so disgusted with everybody. Well, that's because you haven't seen it. I, I've <laughs> seen pictures. Not the video. Uh, <laughs> I'm a video guy, you know. I just. All right, what's number two? That's so, <laughs> so sad. Japanese is number two. MILF, still holding strong at number three. Still holding strong. Then lesbian. Yeah. Then Panay, which is a Filipino woman. Yeah. So, yeah. Good for you. And then you Asian, stepmom. And then... Wait a, a minute. The, the, the top five or six yeah. are Asian-centric, right? Yeah. What's up? What's up, man? I, I... Be our focus group here. As, as an as an Asian. no love for the Armenians. <laughs> hey man, the Jews are starting to get you know, hornier. White guys love Asian women. I mean, yes, we do. Yeah. So okay, come on. All right. Well, the stepmom. I'm surprised to see stepmom slip. I mean, milfs. Where stepmom? I think five or six. Like, two, we like haven't seven. even got to titties yet. No. In fact, <sighs> before titties, we get uh, we do anal and big ass for the yeah, next see. This is not yeah, the country big ass. your not, grandfather Ayla grew Big Ass was Toe Jam and Earl's nemesis. Oh, yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, then threesome, Latina, Ebony, Massage, and then Big Tits. Ebony's all the way the down the line. Blacks, huh? always at the bottom. Yeah, that's not that's not good for... Uh, Ebony's below wow. Latina? Yes. Uh, and they call it Ebony. I do like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, <know>. I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, I like, at least Pentai. What is it? 
Pandora? Hen- hentai? What is it? Hent- no, the, what was the Filipino one? Oh, Panay. Panay. Yeah. Now, Panay feels like uh, a Filipino word for penis, no? What is it? What is panai? Just sounds like okay. yeah, it's a, plural it's a, of penis. Plural of penis. Panai. No, right. Panai is a is a female Philippine Filipina or Filipino, and then gotcha. a Pinoy is a guy. I love so that. Pinoy Panai. My stepmom used to make um, lumpia. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. See where white people love lumpia ranks. too. Is that bottom say pubic or what's it say? <laughs> Public. <laughs> Public. What's up? Oh that my off? god. Pubic. Pubic. Yeah. Oh, listen. There's a there's... subcategory. Oh, yeah. Bush for everything. Related there's stuff. probably a Denny's oh, sure, bathroom link. Sense, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's so... BBC? Oh, that's just e- the Ebony. English News Network. <laughs> what is that? Male Ebony. Um, big black. Oh, cock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Don't act so surprised. It's in your search history. Wow. <laughs> Cosplay, amateur, POV. I'm surprised POV is that far down the, the line. Yeah. Indian. Squirt, okay. The soda? Uh, seven up. Uh, black. <laughs> uh, How about, now do people, go this, do people go this far? Do they go ebony squirt? Or What's J-O-I? J-O-I is jack off instructions. Why Jesus, do you why know? The fuck do you know? I don't know, know how that. I know that. Okay. I don't know anyway, why Today's I episode know was brought to you by, huh? <laughs> this is more telling than me. I thought we were talking about big ass and big Trans, man. Oh, <laughs> trans is above lesbian scissoring and then real amateur homemade. Ah. That's down. Is yeah. that at the what bottom? What about like yeah, is it babysitter one? I'm, Stern always talks about the babysitter porn. That oh, yeah. Likes. Babysitter's a huge one. Yeah. yeah. Or caught on cam, right? That's a... Uh, yeah. The original America's Funniest Home Videos? I don't... See, I, I don't feel... You ruin the illusion when you go amateur porn, number 14, and then at the bottom you go real amateur porn. Mm. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. what have I been beating off to? A lie? <laughs> it's yeah. like when Burger King was like, hey, psych, now we got real meat. Like, That's right. right. What were we having before? Yeah. Yeah, what is a budget? You're outing production? your own porn site by doing the real one <laughs> at, the, at yeah. the bottom. Legit. All right, we got the news. I have other questions for Adam Wright. We got to take a quick break. Porn. All right. We'll come back. We'll do that right after this. Hey, I don't know if you guys know, but it's See Better Drive Safer Month now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. They have put a spotlight on items to help you see the road more clearly. All month long, receive gift cards after rebate on select wiper blades and bulbs. If your wiper blades are streaking and smearing, well, they're worn out and they need to be replaced. But good news, you can get up to a $20 O'Reilly gift card after rebate with purchase of select wiper blades. Their professional parts people will install your new wiper blades, and they'll do it for free. See the road better with new bulbs? Get up to a $15 O'Reilly gift card after rebate with the purchase of Sylvania Silver Star Ultra or select ZXE Twin Pack Bulbs. They'll even help you pick out the right bulb for your vehicle. Visit your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store for details. O'Rewards members receive two times O'Rewards points on select bulbs and up to four times points on cleaning supplies for your vehicle. Don't miss the See Better Drive Safer Month now at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or shop online at O'ReillyAuto.com. In honor of Jim Carolla's 92nd birthday, here's a list of all the things Adam Carolla will do before he dies. 
be embroiled in a lawsuit that stems from a heroic story. Like, I broke the leg of a gangbanger robbing a liquor store, and now he's suing me. Just one of the things Adam will do before he dies. Let's get back to the Adam Carolla Show. Adam Ray in the studio. Adam's got dates at adamraycomedy.com. You can see him in D.C. You can see him in San Diego. Um, also, can I plug one thing? Go mm-hmm. to my Instagram, uh, Adam Ray Comedy, for a video I posted uh, today of potentially the craziest thing that's happened to me on stage in my 16 years of stand-up. Really? What and I just want to pimp it out to – I don't want to play the oh. video. I mean, it's about four and a half minutes, but – I was uh, doing this 88 show with Avery Pearson and Sarah Silverman and Craig Robinson were on it. And basically the comics do a set and then they sing a song with a live band that you've written. And I had a song that I wrote about my friends that have had kids that have basically hung up the fun flag and aren't fun anymore. <laughs> you know, bummer couples, BCs, <laughs> people that show up to a party that starts at 7. They bummer, get BCs. Cup, bummer, bummer couples number 39. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right <laughs> above Bonet. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, – I, so I, I sing the song, and uh, and then at the end I go, let's add a little part for improvisation to uh, to kind of riff off the crowd. So I start you know singing about my friends that that suck because of the kids, but then I'm like, but we still want to have kids. So we start going to the crowd. I'm like, let's find the pros and cons from people. And I get uh, I go, do you guys have uh, kids? And the guy goes, fuck no. And I go, all right. And I'm singing all this. Do you have kids? No. And then I go, sir. He goes, yes, we have two. I go, and then I was like, which one is your favorite? And right, and all this shit. And then I go, and then he, I go, how old are they? And he kind of draws a blank. So we start busting his balls. I go to the mom. I go, do you know how old your kids are? She goes, well, I'm sorry to say this, but one of them's dead. Oh. Whole energy shift. Yeah. Sure. I'm not going to say what happens after that, but it um, it uh, it was pretty incredible. Super like, well, basically, we ended up like getting some more details, singing about them. She was like, our dead son would think this is hilarious. We wow. sung a whole harmonized chorus about that. <laughs> then we started singing this thing about him and like giving it up for him. And like she's fucking wiping tears. The whole room's going nuts. It was kind of bonkers. I was getting goose goosebumps on stage. Um, anyway, it's on Instagram. my Instagram. Adam Wright Comedy. Yeah. Um, all right. So expect s- that at every show <laughs> yeah. in D.C. and San Diego. We got some news. Please. Also... Quick policy for Uber. Tell me what you think. Oh, yeah. I, l- I love a good Uber policy update. <laughs> I am uh, going to Brian Cranston's poker tournament uh, two weekends ago. Life yeah. rules. Life yeah. rules, huh? Jelly. Is yeah. that one of those cool things when you're on your way, you go, fuck yeah. Yeah. That was good. pretty cool. Okay, good. And Cranston's cool. And so I'm going to his tournament. And the tournament's like almost downtown LA. It's far away. And, and I'm coming from Malibu. And I'm Ubering over there because it's open bar and he's got his tequila. And Come on. I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. So, but it's going to be an hour in the in the Uber, 55 minutes, That's whatever fine. it is. Uh, the woman picks me up is uh, deep cut Asian. I don't even know what what Asian, but she's, she's a deep cut Asian. Let's look it up, Uber Asian. <laughs> she's got her seat all the way up. I mean, she's using her sun visor like a headrest, like that, that far Oh, you up. love that. And she's driving like a 2020 Acura or something. Okay. Huge, furry steering wheel cover. cover. Yeah. Just yak Not what pelt, I thought you were going to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> and I'm like, first, okay, a couple things. A- this does not instill confidence in the rider. The, I know the furry cover. Well, okay. Here's the deal. If if nobody in in the history of Formula One or NASCAR put a super furry <laughs> right. cover around their steering wheel, then it does not enhance performance driving. It's not about that. Asians, we don't go stock. I, it, it's it, the it's steering wheel. And look, 
there's old steering wheels. My dad had a VW Bug from the 60s. It was hard like Bakelite plastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the summer, it'd get really hot. It'd oh, get yeah. really cold, cold in the winter. Even older, like an old Ferrari would have like a Nardi steering wheel. And it was wood, but it was thin. Right. And, you know, your hands could become fatigued. New cars, it's vented, it's padded, it's leather. There, It's just no reason to put this big furry thing around it other than to say to me, this is going to be the longest fucking trip from Malibu to downtown ever captured in an Uber. Like, we're not going anywhere. I I see it, and of course she's slower than shit, and she's slowing down, and we're missing every light, and it takes forever, and blah, blah, blah. But all I'm saying is, shouldn't Uber have a policy? I think so. Like, what if I just, I went, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to hang a swath sticker from my rear view. Would that be fine? I, I made it out of clay. No flare. It's not a drain. No, but what I'm saying is, like, I am sitting in the back staring at this yak pelt around the <laughs> steering wheel going, we're, no, we're going nowhere now. Oh. We're going nowhere. You're advertising. And they should be illegal. And do you know that a Brody knob on a steering wheel is illegal? You can't have that oh, knob. That's so cool. That, you, no Brody knob. They have a million... Things that are illegal. How you you put this slip cover around the most important part of this of this automobile in terms of averting an accident? Yeah. Like, what if a semi truck just jumped the medium and it was coming right at us? Do you think well, when what? you yank the thing, it wouldn't slide three <laughs> inches first before <laughs> right. it fucking grabbed the wheel? If a semi truck hit the wheel, you know Mark S. Allen would be reporting oh, on the story. He'd be like, Adam Cole in the back, but also <laughs> you would get second billing because he'd be like, uh, an Asian Uber driver is driving with a furry steering wheel cover. Much to the chagrin of Adam Carolla, we actually have him live in a coma from the hospital. It should be a policy that Uber says, no, sorry, right. you now, can't do Would that. you rather fun aesthetics from the driver in the car or uh, additional small talk? Did she kind of keep it clean on that front or was she chumming you up? She did not speak English. Did she attempt and you shut it no, down? There was no, there was no talk. There was also... Um, Mike and I had a guy had, had had this chick out of Tampa that just picked like a Tahitian theme for her for her Lilo and Stitch kind of kind of thing with the seat covers oh, and yeah. the dash thing and it's like I it's, I here's no statements is it what I'm saying <laughs> no. like I well look what if you said to Uber listen I smoke I smoke when I drive then Uber Absolutely just go not. you're not you're not yeah. doing it you're not doing it and if you said yeah I like reggaeton and I like it loud you know what I mean they just go no sorry. You well, don't do it. Like, they have rules. I think they have that rule, and she is just disobeying. I don't think Uber vets as much as you think. I've had That's Uber why. drivers fall asleep, and I've had to straight up poke them and then be <laughs> like, hey, easy, man. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm doing us both a favor. I said an Uber driver in Seattle, and just his banter should have been illegal, or at least there should have been something on the app. I don't know how... He basically, every fourth sentence, he was like, hey, sprinkle me real quick. Sprinkle me. Sprinkle me. <laughs> sprinkle he reminds me of Dirt Day, my white rapper brother-in-law, like one oh, of, yeah. like if he was a backup singer with Dirt Day. But Dirt Day's got a little more swag. This guy had less teeth, but he had more, he had more stories. He kept bragging to us about how his 12-year-old son beats up adults on the bus. Wow. And then he'd go, he'd end that story before there was a, before he could ask a question. He'd be like, and then he just straight up hit this guy, and the cop comes, and he was like, that's what's up. You raised your kid well. Now sprinkle me real quick. Sprinkle me. Sprinkle me. <laughs> like, like, riddle me See, this. Like, tell me something. A gentleman that likes a plump rear end? I think so. Well, he's a white dude. A white dude. Yeah. White dude that, yeah, see? But, I mean, you can. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Like, white rapper. He's got white rapper energy. Oh, like Dirt Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, 
and I was chumming him up, and my wife was like, you got to stop. And at one point, he just goes, can I show you pictures of my son? He cooked his own rigatoni fettuccine Alfredo combination plate last night. And I was like, I'd love to see it. He's showing the pictures and scrolling, looking back, Dumb and Dumber style, not even looking at the road. Yeah. And then he goes, and he just put the speakers in my car. Hey, sprinkle me, sprinkle me real quick, sprinkle me. Yeah, you ever know a kid that puts his own speakers in the car right now? I was like, not right now, because you just told me about this story for the first time. He goes, sprinkle me, sprinkle me. You want to hear it real quick? I go, not really. Full blast, blast the most insane, annoying, obnoxious, like, clubhouse music. And, by the way, this is cut to 9 a.m. on the on the way to an hour Uber drive to see my nephew's last flag football game. And I am as hungover as you oh. could imagine. What's probably the top three things that you don't want to hear at 9 a.m. when you're so hungover? Probably the audio from a Panay porn. Right. Uh, <laughs> And, or quiet. Uh, and or quiet, yeah. And then uh, you know maybe Dawson jerking off in a subway bathroom. And then the third one is this guy's musical choice, basically bathtub rap. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Just homemade <laughs> shitty rap. Yeah, being sprinkled upon. Sprinkle me, sprinkle me, uh, sprinkle me. All right, Chris, let's do a little Adam, news. Adam played the... an Uber driver on curb. Yes, you remember? Oh, that? that's right. Yeah, yeah so one he, star, Larry. He, Yes. The, the yes. amount He's of things to talk about this. By the way, and the amount of things that I would hara- that didn't make the cut, I'll just give you one of them. Larry at one point at one point the whole thing was supposed to be how, you know, on the little beat sheet and then you improvise up a storm was at one point Larry asked what his rating is, you tell him he's a one star, and then you know, you, you guys play from there. And he was like, one star? What do you mean one star? And I think they kept part of this. And when I was like, you might feel like a, like a five, but you came in, you know, it's, Uber says, you know, you're a one. <laughs> and then in the when we were shooting and they didn't put this in though. He was like, he's like, I'm not a one. He's like, look at me, look at me, I'm one. And I kind of do a turn back. I go, I gotta be honest, man, you you got one energy. And he's like, what does that even mean? I was like, you look like yeah, it's gonna be like just smoking in the back. You know, you're coming in with girls. You're you're sucking. You're fucking. He goes, I'm not sucking. I'm not fucking. <laughs> and it got to a really great curve oh. fight. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, they gotta keep this in. Um, so, Adam, big update. Just uh, about 20, 30 minutes ago, Ooh. after a two-year court battle. Between the city of Burbank, Cosby's free, and a Western-themed bar refusing to shut down during COVID nineteen, a judge has dismissed all of the remaining claims from both sides earlier this month. Tinhorn Flats. What do you mean dismissed both sides? Yeah. So what? So Garagos lost, or they just they said everybody just go home, nobody's in trouble, kind oh, of thing. God damn. Yeah. So was, um, is this yeah. bad? Well, Tinhorn so, Flats is the name of a like kind of honky tonky kind of bar, fun it. bar, fun local Coyote Ugly type bar. Yeah, yeah. the saloon doors. Yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. Uh, Where in Burbank? Yeah, yeah, owned by a fam- Lapagian, Lapagian, or whatever he says it. But I went to high school with them. Cool, the Lapagian family, and then Barrett, the guy I went to high school with, took took it over, and it cool. was like family run for like fifty years, and then at some point, a week. After Gavin Newsom was uh, hanging out at the French Laundry with uh, 30 of his closest friends yes. uh, def- in defiance of all the COVID protocols, then announced that outdoor dining was now illegal. Right. And everybody had moved uh, heaven and earth, all the restaurants, to move outside. You know, Space heaters yep. and tables, and people moved out in the sidewalks, and then like oh, yeah. made you know visqueen plastic shanty towns and stuff, and moved all their stuff to the sidewalks and everything. Um, and so Tinhorn Flats had a pretty sizable back patio, awesome. And so they pushed everything out into the back patio, and then super blowhard narcissist man who never stops talking about freedom, Gavin Newsom decided that outdoor dining was also dangerous. So all the 
pussy sheep heels complied, but Tinhorn Flat said you have no evidence that outdoor dining is yeah. dangerous vis-a-vis COVID. There is no study. It doesn't exist. They never were working off of statistics or data. So Tinhorn Flats basically said we're taking a stand and we're not shutting down our outdoor dining. Cool. Uh, I then got word of this and took my son – Sunny and I said we're going to Tinhorn Flats and we're going to support them. So we went there and supported them. Uh, then the city of Burbank showed up and they put boards around the place and put a temporary fence around the place. And then eventually they completely put the place out of business. Jesus, Even- padlock the front doors. Padlock the front doors and eventually, literally cemented a fence in place around it and completely shut it down. Complete and total fucking overreach. And based on no science or no data whatsoever, they put this 50-year family-run business out of business. And so Mark Garagos represented the family to try to claw back some money from the city of Burbank. But, of course... Who the fuck knows? I mean, the fix is the fix is in. So many businesses should be able to sue so many municipalities for broad overreach based on nothing. Yeah. Oh, fucking Burbank. Who's the guy? Constantine Retard. Huh? Constantine Anthony or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now the guy was on the city council as the biggest fucking tard in Burbank. That guy's now the mayor of Burbank. That's the guy who was getting his ass spanked in Drag Queen Story Hour a few months ago. He's a complete fucking idiot. And he's now running. I think. Huh? You want to dissolve police and he's just a fucking full fledged retard asshole idiot. And now he's running Burbank. Somebody needs to start fucking suing these people because their overreach is insane. Yeah, and it's got to it's got to be done. So I'll I'll talk to Mark. Yeah. about about this and find out what's going on. Um. All right. So uh, in another story, a man who won a staggering one point three five billion yeah, yeah. dollars. Heard about this story? And Mega Millions jackpot earlier this year has filed lawsuit against the mother of his child, ac- accusing her of disclosing his lottery win to family members. Yeah. Oh. So all the family members. He said, "Wait until our uh, daughter's born. Our kids eighteen. Our kids eighteen to tell family. Yeah. With rightfully so. I mean, that's yeah. money rips. I, the amount of families I've known that money has ripped apart. And I mean, it's usually when people pass, and then there's money and assets to divide up. But but I mean, you want to talk the lottery winners? I would love to see that documentary on the amount of families that have just fucking Come out ripped each right. other's <laughs> pubes apart because there's cash on the line." And it's a bigger. Well, first off, when you I win, win this, much, I think he got. Uh, they said he got uh, f- how much? Seven hundred twenty-three point five six million as Oof. a one-time lump sum payment. But oh, after taxes, the amount was just over four hundred four million. Yeah, and the wife right. told her parents and a few pals, probably all the girls at the salon. Yeah, so he had her sign an NDA. Saying, yeah, do not, you got to keep it a secret until our daughter's 18. And I'd be like, you've got to keep this a secret until after our divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, daughter's born. I mean, daughter's born. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, number one. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, all right, number two. This is the biggest fucking scam in the world. This is, this is a tax on poor people who can't afford it. The, the lottery. Lotteries? Yes. Yeah. And none of the money. I don't know. The money goes to it? the schools. Never. Never. I would never fucking do it. It's, 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 it's a, it's a pox on poor people. It yeah. disproportionately affects poor black and brown people who these people always claim to care about, except for they're the ones that are hurt the most uh, over the lottery. And the money, it's the biggest scam in the world. It goes to the schools. Why do we always need more money for the schools if you guys are raping everyone with your fucking fantasy lottery? All right. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. 
How can it be good for the schools? If uh, Here's what I've said. If you went into any guidance counselor in any high school in America and said as a 16-year-old, I need your guidance, guidance counselor, what should I be doing? And the guidance counselor looked at your papers and went, you should be playing the lottery. That guidance counselor would be fired because that's the worst advice you could give to a young kid. So right. then why are we taking that money and giving it of all places to the schools? Number one. Number two, the fucking number should be the number. It shouldn't be like, yeah. oh, our number's $500 million. Oh, you won. Would you like half of that? You get it all now. Yeah. would you like to get paid $176 for the next 2,000 years? Yeah. It shouldn't be. It should be, hey, bitch, it's $500 million. Yeah. That's what the fucking Write sign the says. So the sign and I got says. a fucking winning yeah. ticket. So that's what I want. It shouldn't. It's, it's a great. Yeah deal, isn't it? Like, okay, would you like half? Does Vegas work that way when you win the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. you, you won the Super Bowl. Would you like half the money we plan on giving you? You want the trophy and HPV? Like, no, right. just the trophy. That's now, what was advertised. Here's the thing. The lottery, lottery winners are the worst and comedians are the second. <laughs> here's what I'm saying. If you come from a family where you're, you struck it big and you in, in in the tech industry or the textile industry or anything, right? But chances are, if you come from that family, you have another brother or sister who's a lawyer or who's doing well. There's education. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a background. There's a pedigree, yeah. right? And you work hard for your money. Yeah. You know, like you go, well, all right. You make a lot of money, but you also have a huge factoring in, in Mexico, and you spend half your time in Mexico. That's where the textiles are made or whatever. Right. When you win the lottery, you, A, come from a bunch of poor people, could be black or brown, but it's all white trash. You just come from white you, bunches of poor people, and you did nothing yeah. for that money. You can't. See, that's the problem with being a comedian. Because your fucking shitty family, my shitty family can go, could I have some money? And you go, hey, man, I work really hard. Up on stage, holding a Miller light, telling yeah. fart jokes. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> Get your ass kissed every night. And they're like, yeah. They know you don't do Sorry. anything sure. for, for your money. Right. You know what I mean? And if you have a job, like when even if you made a ton of money, but you worked a hard job, like their jobs – where you can work a hard, you, know, you could be in a you could be a coal miner and make two hundred and fifty grand a year if you work really hard and like uh, overtime and union and golden time. I, I bet you welders on like Alaskan pipelines. Some of those dudes are probably making three hundred k a year. Yeah, but no one goes to them and goes, uh-huh. "Hey man, how about you kick yeah. a little down this one?" <laughs> but you win that money, you yeah. didn't work for it. Mm-mm. It's all luck of the draw. It could have been them, and now. And you come from poor people. It could have been them. That's a lottery slogan. You it could it. be you. And that's yeah. how it sucks the fucking life out of now people. Now you have to kick it down. Yeah. People, people hear that. Even when the odds are one in seven billion, they go, gosh, I never looked at it like that. It could be me. I'm one in seven billion. I'm one in seven <laughs> right. billion. Yeah. But, and then this thing of like, it could, you're like, yeah, it's one in seven billion. Think of all the and other things like, that could happen you're, to you you're instead like, of the lottery. They go, they go, it's one in seven billion. And then that person has to think, that's for all the other poor stooges. This is me. But I'm like... It's 1030 and you're at a 7-Eleven and you're wearing a bathrobe. You really? <laughs> you could, really think this is you? Do you, you think, think you're touched by you? God? It's not <laughs> talking to you. By the way, at one in seven billion, you have a better you have better odds of it like Terry Schiavo coming back from the dead and trick-or-treating at your house than yes. you do winning the lottery. That's right. And that even that feels the math far The math checks out. <laughs> I just crunched those, those Schiavo numbers. I mean, yeah. Now I do think I do think, you know, and that's the thing, too. He didn't work for it. He bought the ticket. He won it, but now he feels like, 
you know, he should just, yeah, hit up all the family, be like, here's your cool mill, yeah. and then fucking leave it. Yeah. So he's creating a bigger problem, and he's probably, I don't want to say it, I would say watch your back. Oh, also, no, he's, he said he's, put, they, he's uh, suing because... He's got death threats. Yeah, potentially endangering his public identity and his safety. Well, what does he do? He's Have getting harassed by his family members. He's co-workers? suffering emotional distress. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Well, then don't play the lottery, dumb, nu- dumb nuts, dumb dick. I don't know, whatever <laughs> I was going to say. Numb, numb <laughs> cock. <laughs> That's what you meant. Numb cock. Wait, the last thing... Bruce wait, wait. Lee could spin those things. <laughs> wait, wait. What is numb cock's oh, first name if he's a detective? Uh, David Numcock? What is oh, it? it's John. John Numcock. Yeah, they always go John. John Stonebreaker. Yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. always, they always, whenever, whenever a movie, <laughs> when the guy, when he's a cop and his name is Lawless yeah. or something, they always go John, John Lawless, because it yeah. makes you buy it. it does, yeah. Friday nights on Fox. John right. Numcock. <laughs> I'd watch it. Now, does he go John, John Numcock, or does he go Numcock? John. <laughs> you know, which one is it? Yeah, yeah I, I like missed. that one. Wait, all right, real quick, and then we'll move on. Who stars in the Fox hit series, John Numcock? But the uh, show's called Numcock. Yeah. N-U-M-C-O-K. Mm. So we mm. can get away with it. Yeah. I got your, Who's I got your, your answer. Great. The Boz. Ooh. Bosworth. Okay. Because he was... He's in lawless. Stone Cold or Lawless. Law- Johnny Lawless or something like that. Well, what it? was the Boz's series? Was it? We talked about this, I believe, last time I was here. It was um, Stone Cold or something. Mm. He, he, oh, he had a movie like Stone Cold, yeah. and he also had like a biker, you know, yeah, yeah, infiltrates yeah. the biker gang. Lawless. Lawless. Perfect. There you go. That's yeah. why I thought about I'd the watch Boz. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. All right, let's do one more. Let's see what we got here. All right, oh, did you? Um, so Argentina just. Uh, Got a new president. I love this guy. Yeah, Javier Mille. Mm-hmm. So he won. Um, you know, the AP is calling him the, the right-wing populist. I mean, you've seen all the videos. He has the crazy hair, the crazy eyebrows. He hates leftists. Yeah, they're all going to go nuts on this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So his support uh, for freedom of choice. He, has, he supports freedom of choice on topics like drugs, prostitution, marriage, sexual preference, and gender identity. But he uh, is very opposed to abortion and euthanasia. He plans to slash government spending, dollarize the economy, and eliminate the central bank, as well as key ministries, including health and education. His speeches are great. Yeah, he's like, very... He's like, liberals, fuck those tarts. Yeah, that's exactly Like, he's right. awesome. It's translated, but that's what this he's translated. This is who again? Uh, Javier Mila. He's a new president or maybe, of yes. Argentina. Yes. Maybe it's just a rogue translator. Could be. Because that's what I would do. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be saying in Spanish, like, we must feed the poor and we must house the unhoused. He just said, fuck those liberal tarts. <laughs> he also said, for more information, go to adamcarolla.com for live dates. <laughs> Oh, touring around. My God. I mean, I would be the trans. That's what I would do if I translated, oh, yeah. wouldn't you? Now, now uh, follow up. Do you think a sign language interpreter ever does that at one of our shows? Where mm. she's just signing the most racist, mm-hmm. inhumane shit to the deaf ears. <laughs> and they're walking it's, up. Yeah, and like, highly, like, I'm not going to do the voice. Possible. And I was about to. But they're walking out going, you know. Well, Dawson, you do a great deaf voice. <laughs> but no, it's um, that you walk out and they're like, hey, hey, this guy was a lot more edgy than I that I remember. Right. Was I telling you about that weird gag I played on the sign language person? Oh. It's on the internet yeah. somewhere. We It's got to uh, be. You as a comedian who plays a lot of theaters and a lot of clubs and will see the sign language oh, yeah. person out there. Sure. And who likes to do a little crowd work if we can find this. I think we'll appreciate this uniquely because we were I, – I was in Utah. I think I was in Utah. Perfect. And – 
between the first and the second show, somebody said they got a sign language guy. Yeah. Or girl. Sure. Out there. Mm-hmm. Mostly girls, I think. And and so your impulse when you're sort of backstage is like, oh, I'm going to fuck around a little yeah. with this person. And I think your first impulse is just to swear a lot and, and have Which a blowjob or whatever. I think right. I asked one time what little person was. Right. And she didn't want to do it. And I go. Right. And she had signed something else I did. And I was like, really? You're going to do that? But you can't do dwarf? And but then she, I think she went like that. We just went. She held her hand up. Yeah. Low. Uh, I just I went another direction. Like I figured out a better angle. Yeah, it's for the wise guys. Person. Uh, it's on YouTube. Oh, it's great. on YouTube. We'll yeah. see. If we I can... think I might have seen this. Didn't this kind of pop off? I don't know if it got any traction or not. It's just I, I think for a guy who likes crowd work and a guy Please. brought up sign language yeah. and a guy does clubs. I I think you'll enjoy it. I'll so definitely check it out. We'll play it for you and the audience as well because it's pretty much you don't need the visual part. All right, you got it, Dawson. I think it's loading still. Oh, it's loading. Well, I'll take this moment to plug my yeah, movie. I don't Love have it Virtually. Love, Love Virtually. Speaking it's of online. now on BFD. About <laughs> BFD and D-O-double-G. Uh, VOD. Also uh, live shows coming up at in San Diego, D.C. You go to amraycomedy.com. And, and Dr. Phil Live. I have done at the Comedy Store with Burr and Adam Devine. Kroll, we're oh, going to have to pop you in on one. I'd and, love uh, to. And tomorrow, tonight actually is with Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. And then December 4th with Matt Reif, ComedyStore.com for tickets. Love all those. those. Oh, I don't know, my, I don't know great, yeah. Matt, but uh, the rest of those guys I love. Great. Uh, I'll all be, right, uh, all right, we'll you. play for you. Here, here we go. Do you want to just sign it for We're here for the deaf person. sign language interpreter here who's doing his thing. Um, which I'm fine with. Uh, I have no fundamental problem with it, but I thought it'd be interesting to see if we can play, do a little experiment here. Because he, he's got to say everything I say. Oh, she, sorry, there's a pole blocking us, but she has to say everything. Well, Okay, first things first. This whole COVID thing has made these sign language guys think they're superstars, right? Every motherfucking press conference I've seen in the last two years, there's some dickwad with a black turtleneck, his mouth is moving, his hands are flying around. And there's a theme with these assholes because... They cannot express themselves through the majesty of dress like I do. Like, I'm a peppy dresser. People know I've arrived. You can't sit there dressed like Prince in some kind of paisley cardigan or something and do sign language. They all have to wear black turtleneck sweaters. So they express themselves through having crazy fucking hair. And weird beards, and then they sit there next to Gavin Newsom or Como, and they're just like paddling away. Um, All part of it. But anyway, back to the experiment. (laughs) Why don't we do this? I'm going to break off from doing the sign for the show that Adam Carolla is doing right now. He's just a bloated has-been. I see him on Tucker Carlson talking shit all day. Fuck this guy. 
<laughs> if we had somebody in here like if Janine yeah. Garofalo or Patton Oswalt was on stage, I'd sign my ass off. But I totally disagree with that Corolla. I hate his fucking politics. His takes on COVID got people killed. And I'm not going to stand here and parrot all of his jokes using my hands. And by the way, the jokes. Do you really need to hear them again? Blah, blah, blah. Red turn eras. Blah, blah, blah. I hate my mom. We get it. We get it. You're an old, washed-up sack of shit. But let me direct something toward you. I gotta say, I've never seen a better looking man who is hearing impaired, and I've seen them all. <laughs> Signing is a very lonely job. I'm out here on an island, I come home to three cats that don't care. I long to be held by a man, a man who understands me, a man I could communicate with even if he can't communicate. Really? My apartment is less than five minutes from this club. Obviously I'm a professional, but when the show ends, I let my hair down. And I cease being a sign language interpreter, and I become a woman. <laughs> you think I can use my hands? <laughs> Great. Please don't. Yeah. Where do you good. see what I can do with my mouth? Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was coming. What a great rant. You know, I could stand up here for another 51 minutes yeah. signing whatever this racist blowhard's yapping out of his fucking soup cooler. Or we could blow this taco stand, get a couple of drinks, and be up in my apartment in the next half hour. What do you say? I know you're parked up front. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we get the job. Yeah, that's fucking great, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's an angle. I, I mean, it's 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 the best possible take on that because it's it's also here's why I love it. You you want to talk about just crowd work, um, the approach. You know, a lot of people now with crowd work will will post one back and forth and go crowd work, and it's like for me, it's taking the time and having patience to gather information and build a moment. And what you did there wasn't just a couple like one-off lines. You, you made a meal out of it. I've never heard or seen that. It's usually somebody goes, do this motion or, or look, you know what I'm saying? And they yeah. just quick. So you really committed and, and, and got them on board to where it was like, now they were listening to a whole story and you put it on yourself, which is great, but putting it on him is really fucking funny. Cause you know, you create a whole other. Well, thanks. Adam, yeah, right? And a good note. To go out yeah, on. Yeah, very sweet. I could remember that one. AnnaRayComedy.com is where you go. And also, Love Virtually. Love Virtually. It was a, a great uh, movie to do. I, I voice a bouncer in it. And you got uh, Sherry O'Terry and Stephen Tobolesky in it. And it's about uh, people finding love in the virtual world, which we all have done at some point in our 30s. Go to AmCurl.com. I'm going to be in Fargo coming up on Thursday. 
Thursday the 30th. Yes, that's right. And doing a show there at a theater in the Nashville Zanies, December 1st and 2nd. And Agua Caliente added a second show in Palm Springs. That'll be uh, Saturday, December 16th. This is GoDownCurl.com. And until next time, Sam. Oh, and also just thanks to Podcast One for letting us oh, use yeah. their oh, studio. Yeah. Great the space. Brand new studio. Great, great cocktail. Oh, Very I got uh, Great house. The pool. They said we can all um, stay here and I think do eat. blow off of Dawson's shoe or something. I, don't, I forget I what I they said when I walked in. It was in, on the invite, <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. So, until next time, Adam Crowley, Adam Ray, and Elan uh, Douglas, and Chris Max Pattis saying... Mahalo. You can leave us a message at 888-634-1744. And you can get tickets to see the Ace Man. Get them now at adamcarolla.com. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy Christmas classics like Scrooge with Bill Murray or Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Plus, dive into festive channels like holiday movie favorites by Lifetime or Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Hold on to your jingle bells. Pluto TV has all your holiday favorites for free. Enjoy our season's greetings category with nine holiday channels, including holiday movie favorites by Lifetime, Festive Fireplace, Holiday Lights, and Hallmark Movies and more. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming holiday favorites on live channels and on demand. With thousands of free movies and TV shows, Pluto TV is your home for the holidays. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.